All right, because four is a crowd. I'm here today. Oh, how dare you say four? I'm here today, once again, as we teased last week, with Kelly and John. Yep, that's all right. With Kendra, <laughs> Kendra, John, and Kelly, you Kendra, are here. John, and Kelly. Kelly, John, and Kendra. Hey, hey. Nice to be included. You guys are, are back. If you hated two weeks ago when we talked about Series of Dreams and hated us playing Series of Dreams. Good job. We're here again. We're here again. <laughs> Maybe it'll keep happening. Who knows? It won't. It won't. It won't. Well, she might. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, I'm not going to be We're going to take the show on the road. Yeah, Go I'm to just, Colorado. I'm just going to be on speakerphone the whole time. Every episode. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's what this podcast was missing. I'm getting <laughs> some Someone feedback. Someone inaudibly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's why it was, it was really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can hear me. Oh, sorry. I'm recording this from my car's Bluetooth speaker. I hope that's okay. <laughs> At full volume, so there's an echo circling. Yeah, exactly. I just car. sound underwater. Rerouting. Rerouting. <laughs> I'm listening to Bob doing, Dylan in the background. We would stop doing it live. We would just give us some information, John. We'll just pipe it in randomly yeah, exactly. during the episode. So yeah, I'm gonna be like the traffic guy. Like, oh, I'm here, John. I'm reporting you live. It looks like Bob Dylan's all jammed up on the 405. <laughs> He does live in Malibu, so you guys could have. Yeah, he, he, it would have, you guys just went on a uh, after you left us. You went on yes. an epic Vision adventure uh, down to your childhood home in California. That's yeah. right. And you guys had an amazing time. You did not go to Malibu. You did not find Bob Dylan. No, as far we as we didn't. Know. No, we got to Santa Barbara, which is close. Close, uh, but, but we avoided but, the crowds. But oh, okay. in in failing to find Bob Dylan, which we weren't looking for, we managed to find ourselves. <laughs> oh well, that's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would assume that the song we listened to this week helped you. And as a matter yes. of fact, we had a lot of extra time to listen to this week's song over and over again. Well, good, because this is a Bob Dylan podcast, in case you didn't know. We listen to a random song by Bob Dylan every week, and then we get back together and we talk about it. It just so happens that we're doing it while Kendra and John are in our midst, and it's amazing. But Kelly and I have been doing this podcast for a long time. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs. As the year that Trajan defeated the Parthians and began constructing the Ark of Trajan in Benevento, southern Italy, this about is thirty exactly miles north like that of Naples. Time you said Parthenogen like this six week, fucking times. We listened to nineteen sweetheart like you off of infidels. By the way, that's a cute hat, and it smiles so hard to resist. But what's a sweetheart like you doing in a dump like this? All right, everyone, we spent the entire week listening to Sweetheart Like You, 1983, Infidels. Before we get into it, however, we always do Music Video Month in July. And this week, Kelly gave me the most wonderful present i'm gonna say it's not for me because i maintain that kelly did not get to have her birthday in april because of covid i don't get to have my birthday in july kendra doesn't get to have her birthday in january until you have your birthday all birthdays and when's are your birthday postponed april 15th. april 15th right after kelly's done canceled so until these guys get birthdays it's not actually my birthday so kelly for no reason at all got a wonderful bottle of whiskey heaven's Door, door. Not like the song, like the song that we could not think of two weeks it was, ago. It was not heavens knock, knocking on heaven's gate. Knocking heaven's on heaven's, gates the cult. heaven's gates the cult. Right, right, right. Yes. You see that this is our confusion. But uh, he works on gates. He works on gates. But he wrote a song called Heaven's, heaven's door. door. 
A door is like a gate. A door is like a gate. Also, again, the song. The very, very famous song. Yes. We have that in front of us. So I kept it ever since my birthday. We're recording this in mid-July. We are outside again. You probably heard some birds. And we all have a little taste in our way. A little bit of whiskey. So we're all going to uh, do a little toast. If you've listened to Kinder episodes before, this is all very familiar. Drink it! And we'll uh, review it. Oh, have a lovely bouquet. Ugh. God, I hate whiskey. Mm. Oh, my God. It's so lovely. I've had whiskey. God, I hate it. Oh, my oh, God. No, that's smooth. That's lovely, though. It's good. Oh. Smooth and sweet and lovely. Oh, yeah. It feels good. <laughs> Notes of oak and birch. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like it's made out of the same wood as the sign on the window. Ooh. Oh, man. Just so we can too. just so we can look at it. Oh. Heaven's door. Yeah, so Heaven's door. We got a little Bob Dylan. We got a little yeah, Bob Dylan. Mm. He's reading a book. Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey. And uh, describe what we're looking at here on the cover of the book. We're, we're looking at a we're looking at a gate. So there's three different John, kinds that you can get. I mean, there's more than three, but there's three like reg style because he's also making like a bootleg series and a super duper fancy one, Ooh. whatever. But that one was my favorite gate because it's got a bird on it. So I bought that one. That's the Tennessee bourbon one. There's also like a rye one and like a different one. I don't like that rye whiskey. Too peppery. We wanted to create a collection of American whiskeys that, in our own way, tell a story. Bob Dylan. He didn't say that. Uh, Our Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey. No, this is not Bob Dylan. Not a quote. Aged for a minimum of seven years is exceptional by all measures. Smooth and lasting with notes of baking spices and vanilla layered over a bed of toasted oak. I just can't drink brown liquor. I just can't. It does have a lovely flavor, though. Delicious. It's It's really really good. good. For whiskey, it is really good. good. We also listen to Sweetheart Like You by Bob Dylan, who also is the maker of of the whiskey. Incredible. Heaven's door. More a hand on the song than a whiskey. You can only hope. You can, you can only, only hope. hope. I should uh, hope so. You should hope so. From what we've come to understand, that the context of Infidels is that Bob Dylan had a post-Jesusy moment where he put out, I think, three albums. Was uh, it? Well, this was the this Jesus, was the third. This right. was so, the Jesus moment. So he put out three records as an evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. So 79, 80, and 81. This is one of them? Then, no, this, no, is, no, this, is, the, this, this is, is the first, first record album that after. isn't Jesus. Yeah, so people really liked that. I'm really yes. feeling very in the minority of people who know stuff about Bob Dylan. So Look, Kelly, cool. we read a Wikipedia article. <laughs> we were on the road for like two I'm, weeks. We had a lot of free time to really pay attention to this song. And you know, we didn't want to mess it up like we sometimes do coming on here and knowing nothing about anything. Um, that's the entire format of the show. So. <laughs> that's true. We're turning it on its head. Well, well and, and we're professionals now. Research. And, and after Trust Yourself, we, we vowed right after Trust Yourself, episode 106, we said we needed to go find Jesus. So Kelly and I actually went to listen to Shot of Love, which is his last Christian album, 1981. The one before Infidels. The one before Infidel. So we listened to the entirety of Shot of Love, episode 107, Highly recommended. One of my favorite episodes. An album that I thought I just hated, knee jerk, and low key love it. In popular culture, it's one of those things where it's like, don't talk about it. You know, like, that's ah, kind of mm. weird that Bob did that. <laughs> just nothing. Nothing happened. It's dogs. So, with that Christian context, does that make it stranger? Does this song make any sense? Is I this mean, song about Jesus to you? I mean, like, it kind of. It, it, kind of just plops right back into these are just songs in a vacuum about whatever the hell I'm Bob Dylan again mm. and uh, but this song definitely is one that it goes through kind of modes of where we stand at it um, especially in the first listen like you you kind of at first even feel kind of skeeved out by it but then as you keep listening to the song it very much changes the context of what he is talking about it's very interesting and then also hearing Dylan talk about like what he was going for what he had in mind 
when he wrote some of the more um, uh, nowadays, you could say, controversial lyrics. Yes. That's nice. Being That's a very it. nice way to put it. A very, very delicate way to yeah. put it. But fair enough. So the context context matters, and we'll talk about the context, of course. That's part of the podcast. You know, coming from the last song that we did, uh, Series of, of Dreams. Dreams, which felt like a really it was a fun song. It was a fun song to listen to, and uh, my first time listening to Sweetheart Like You was like, oh, I am I have conjured visions of. Uh, like a sleazy Bob Dylan with a big, thick 70s stash and mm-hmm. his curly chest hair spilling out of that silk robe and yeah. his legs are spread on the big like patio furniture and he's like, whoa, hey yeah. girl, what you doing here? You yeah. know, it, it was like a, this thro- is unfortunate, a, th- a throwback to a, um, a less advanced time. I will yeah. encourage you to watch a video called Tight Connection to My Heart and you will see that guy. Yes. He is oh. in it. We'll, we'll, we'll pop <laughs> it. Is we'll it Bob Dylan? Is it Bob Dylan? And his chest hair is there. Oh, and he's wearing yeah. a trucker cap. No, because that's, that's yeah. very much like the vibe of, of the first two years. Two two years verses. The, the first couple verses of the song, it is very much like, hey, you're a vulnerable girl. There's a lot of sleazy men here. You shouldn't be here. Like me. Yes. <laughs> that Ooh, is. That's a context. Uh, it sounds exactly like License we, to Kill, and I did to not to Kill, yes. realize that they were on the same album. And then I was yeah, like, oh, <laughs> it makes so much sense. This song is in C sharp minor or E major, and I was like, man, maybe they're even in the same key. They are not in the same key. But yeah, you start the exact same bung gung, and instead of going into whatever this is, the line, the first line of this is. The pressure's oh, down. Oh, the pressure's down. You just say, man thinks that he rules the earth. He can do with it as he please. Oh, does that sound exactly like the same cadence in the same tone of voice and almost the same exact tempo? Well, it sure does. Because it is. Great song. Great song. This is a dire straitsy as well. It's I mean, like, I think the Knopfler effect is, gonna, yes. is strong. Well, I was trying to put my finger on it when I first heard the song. Like The first time I listened to it, I was like... Uh, I kind of got a, a Van Morrison vibe mm-hmm. musically, or maybe a little bit like Bob Seger. And then when I found out that the producer for the album of Infidels was Mark, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits, I was like, "That's it, yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally, totally." Oh, good. So you already you already kind of knew that, yeah. This I mean, is... I knew it was something. I knew it wasn't U two. Yes. I was like, "This is 1983. We're talking about not 1991. U two is not a part of this like it was before." No, not yet. We don't have Daniel Flamboy. Flamboy, thank you. Yes. Daniel Flamboy. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Daniel Flamboy. <laughs> Mr. Arctic Man. He's a northern man, whatever the fuck. Oh my god, is. that's right. Uh, yeah, we didn't have him, right. So he's not a part no, of this. No, you too in this. No, no. And this is uh, someone else, too. And it's Bob. This is also famous for Bob Dylan. A uh, famous album where he second guesses himself, and a famous album where he overdubs everything. Mm. So all of these, all of the lyrical, everything, the solo by Mick Taylor, it's all overdubbed. <laughs> Then that that is who does the solo in this. Yes, Mick Taylor, yeah. and so and it's all just second guessing, right? You're you're laying this foundation. You second guess yourself, and you're like, I'm gonna put it on there. So for a little bit of context, uh, the people playing on this session: Bob Dylan, obviously playing vocals, guitar. Um, even on the sessions, was known to be playing keyboards, harmonica, obviously. Well, on this, he doesn't play harmonica. No harmonica to be found. So even he's though, playing an instrument in the room on this because he's, he's doing a lot of talking and like other shit. I feel like. 
Yeah, I mean, he's one of those like game. '80s characters that are always strumming away at guitars, but like you never hear him. Yeah. So is he playing it? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Mark I mean, Knopfler. Three guitars. On Mark the Knopfler's playing guitar. Mick Taylor's playing guitar. Alan Clark is on keyboards. Robbie Shakespeare and Sly Dunbar are on drums. Sly Dunbar. So. And Robbie Shakespeare. We yes. just, I just love these names. Yeah, we, we just read like all the names. Straight of them. out of '70s porno names. So Sly mm-hmm. and Robbie are. They were big. They were. They Robbie did Madonna. They did. I mean, they were. A, they were just the sound of that moment. Uh, and actually, it's Robbie Shakespeare in the video playing mm-hmm. bass. Is it Sly as well? We Sly is not. So that, not in the video. we'll get to the video in a moment. Okay. I don't yeah, know yeah, why. Yeah. I don't know why. But we will we'll definitely talk about that. So they recorded this in Studio A, Power Station, New York City, on the 14th of April, 1983. On the recording sheet, this was called, by the way, that's a cute hat. <gasps> oh, my God. We love, Real quick. we love the hat, and we're gonna hat. we're gonna respond to the hat by for the, the rest way, of this episode. Hat. Oh, such a cute! hat. So, by the way, that's a cute hat was what it was called and for the two songs. Ooh. That night, they also finished another song, "Man of Peace," which we have not listened to, and "Joker Man." So, the versions of "Joker Man" on Infidels, is it? It is. is the song it's the first song on <laughs> Infidels. They recorded the take that ended up on Infidels on the night they started to record this. Mm. Two two takes of this song on the night they finished Joker Man. Uh, and then Clean Cut Kid, which Bob Dylan references in his rehearsals, um, was also recorded around this time as well. On the 18th of April, they did 18 takes of this song, which is crazy. Uh, they refer to this as In a Place Like This or In a Place. Yes, and then Take Nine, we I, I think people think is the one that was on Infidels. Uh, Mick Taylor overdubbed on May 10th, 1983, the guitar and the guitar solo that we hear. Although and he's this, probably done a This was recorded at the power yeah, station the power station, power station in new york, in new york which, city which i think sounds like a mortal Kombat stage or street fighter stage like it's that the power station i'll see you on the battleground at the power station i just in rewatched new york mortal Kombat like three days ago i don't know him <laughs> i fucking still love that movie it instantly made me want to do like roundhouse kicks in the living room and, like yes. put all the couch cushions on the floor so you can pretend and do flying kicks oh. <laughs> memories welcome <laughs> That's, That's Street Fighter. But when I, oh yeah, Street Fighter. <laughs> wow. But when I, but when I do picture Scorpion, get over here, get over here. Yeah. yeah. This song was released as a single. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. one of the four on the off of the album. I don't. Single? Was there four? Uh, well, you tell see. me. Inf- yeah, let's see. Uh, well, you Joker tell Man me. Joker Man was one of them. Joker Man was the first one. That has a music video. That was on our first music video month two years ago. And then two others. Cool. Which is three. <laughs> uh, li- License to Kill could have been because he played that on Letterman with the plugs. Um, mm-hmm. So he did a punk version of that along with Joker Man. So I can imagine License to Kill being it. I and I was another big one. Don't Fall Apart on Me Tonight is a good one. This one's a good one. I don't know. I don't know. He um, wanted. Um, he released this with Union Sundown, which is our thirty-fourth episode. We did this during Woody Guthrie Month, way oh. back in the day. Kelly has no memory of it. I'm rolling my eyes. Sorry, that doesn't come across. I'm rolling my eyes very hard at Daniel because he knows I don't remember. Yes, literally. Union Sundown. Sundown on the Union. Oh. Ring a bell? Yeah. yeah. Um, Woody Guthrie? Oh, oh, yes. yes. Isn't there also a line out t-shirts in that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's all about American capitalism. So. Oh, man, we should collect all the songs that refer to clothing. Yeah, yeah so I think that's kind of a theme, too, of, of this album as well. Uh-huh. But it gets muddled because some of the best songs that kind of would really work thematically get cut from this album. Speaking of the ills of America, though, uh, Bob Dylan touches on that a little bit. He's got some of those classically poignant lines yes. in Sweetheart Like Me. Sweetheart like, like You. He does. He does. And we're going to talk about that. Very soon, John. Oh, we can't wait. I can't wait. We're just so excited to get all up in the business of this fucking song. Being. We're trying to I know. stick <laughs> no, to I know. the format. The very, the last, the very last thing <laughs> is that Rolling Stone uh, said that this song was number 75 
of the of 100 greatest Bob Dylan times? songs. Of all oh. Bob Dylan songs. Of all Bob Dylan songs. This is probably a couple Number years 75? ago. Number 75? Number 75. I mean, 100 a lot. Way too high. Way, way, way too, too high. high. Oh, 100? <laughs> When was when was that survey taken? It probably would have been years ago. Look, yeah, we know that I have limited experience, but I'm going to say you're going to say probably not 75 better than this one. You're 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 saying there's not 75 better. We've be done 114. Higher. This is 114. And you're saying there are 75 that are better than this one. You're saying that there aren't. No, that there are. Oh. Yes, aren't. that there aren't. <laughs> so so we've point. done we've done 114. We've done 114 episodes. You yes. think that this doesn't rise to 75th best song? It's got to get higher. I'm like not talking about science, Kelly. You haven't done the math yet. Yeah, I know. That that's hard. But I'm talking like just in your that's, gut reaction. There's so many Bob Dylan songs that are better than this song. It, uh, is it, though? Bob Can you legitimately made? say that, that this that this is in the bottom third of all the songs that we've done yeah. on the show? What's a sweet song like this? Doing, doing in the, the top bottom. 75. <laughs> well, my take like initially like was there's no way that there are 75 songs better than this just because, like, there can't be that many good songs. But now I'm like... Actually, yeah, every song's probably better than this one. And it's a lot of songs. When we, when you were like, alrighty, guys, and get ready. Next pod, you're going to do this song. And we listened to it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were like, we got this one. Yeah. Next week, what about I don't know. I'm, like, I'm trying to think I, of all I the really the rough ones it's, we've had. It's okay now. It's grown on yeah. me, as I, they all do. And that's kind of the whole point. Time. We don't get to that's pick and choose, you know? It's yep. Like, I mean, Kelly chose, so she really fucked you guys over. I didn't but do shit. Before we get to the song itself that we all really want to talk about, and I want to talk about it too, we have to talk about the music video. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is our fourth music video this month. Initial thoughts only. What, is this like a good video? Is this something you like or not? Yeah, I, I honestly more? had to remember that I watched this video. It's a tough, tough it, look from Kendrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This music video, it's there's like little specific bits that are like okay but overall as a music video there is not a whole lot going for it tough they didn't really know what they were doing no kelly it's... sorry you too what what do you I, he's not the only one to have done it like live performances are the the easiest laziest music video you yeah. can do so bob dylan in kurt loader's haunted interview from 1984 right that yes I've i remember so many times uh when he, kurt loader asked bob dylan every question under the sun and we've just this has been a plethora on the podcast for just hey this is a random thing we're going to talk about. I'm sure it says something. Hey, what's your style of hat that you love? I just didn't find that. Cute. Cute. <laughs> wow. Bear. Brother and sister, everybody. Obviously. It's, Kurt Loder, it's in the context. style is cute. Kurt Loder asked, do you have MTV at home? Bob Dylan said, no, I don't get that. I have to go to the city to watch MTV. What? And then Sorry. once I do find a set that has it, I'll just watch it for, you know, as long as my eyes can stay open until they pop out, I'll watch it. Kurt says, what do you make of video? Do you think it's that important? Bob Dylan says, uh, to sell records. Yeah. But videos have always been around. David Bowie's been making videos since he started. There was one, th there was one thing I saw in a video and I thought it was great. Then I heard the record on the radio and it was nothing, you know? But video does give you something to hook on to. Hmm. So he has no grasp of what cable what is or video how is. people He had do. to drive into town to watch That's MTV. That's not like a it's thing. a well 1983 though. I in mean, a village. It's 1983. Is cable is cable is cable. It doesn't matter what year it is. You either got the channel or you don't, Bob. <laughs> Changing your mileage will not make a difference. Like, is it in a I well? I figured out. He's watching it outside of a Radio Shack. He's just like staring yes. at it through a window. Of course. Well, that That's means he gets to put on a hoodie and stand in the rain. I think one of his music videos is someone just filming him standing out. Of side of a radio, of a radio shack. shack. So before we dive into it, because there's not really a 
whole lot to know except for Mark Robinson was a director. He hasn't directed okay. much of anything. What, what's going on in this video? It's them. Job? It's just Bob Dylan and, and Co. Who was but, Co? Then. But who oh, was okay, the waitress? Okay. So who was Co? We'll, we've got uh, we got Robbie Robert Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Robbie Shakespeare's in the video. He's the only one though. Robert Shakespeare is on base. We got Bobby D. Pantomiming. We got Bobby Mm -hmm. D. Well, and they are inherently pantomiming. Correct. That's just the nature of a video. But they are not. Kelly was like, "Are these real people? They are all real artists. They're all real people. They're not really the artists that played the song. They're not the artists that played the song. Because the solo. Okay, so the solo in the music video is performed by a woman. Yes. Who is not Nick Taylor? Carla Olson. Carla Olson. She is from a band called the Textones. And she obviously can actually play the guitar. Exactly how you play the solo. Yes. Yeah. I was looking at it like, did she do? This? I'm glad no, you said, that was the first thing I noticed. She was like, that is how you play it. She's not playing it, but that but is how you play it. She is playing it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. 100% playing it. And she was actually part of the sessions. I think it was Bob Dylan's agent who had kind of like connected the two groups. And they're in the rehearsals that we listened to. He was talking about a song called Clean Cut Kid. He actually gave Clean Cut Kid to the Textone. So they put it on their their record um, uh, and, and then he wouldn't use it for another two years and then so the video is then they're performing on stage in like a cafe sound stage kind of like space. Closed. That is closed. there's this just yeah. tables up there's one woman mopping yeah it's and interesting that just, you keep saying she's a waitress i'm like she's a janitor she's, she's cleaning she's cleaning i mean, she, I, mean I, think, work at a restaurant. I think her name is Flo, and she's just the gal in the, the dumpy diner who does up. everything right. I mean, and when you work in, in in food service you end up she's mopping she's serving she's, she's just got a lot of years on her you can you can tell that she's been doing this job for a real long time well she's unnerved by um, a synchronized camera light or lighting uh, revealing that there are patrons upon the stage while she thinks that she's alone in a restaurant. She was, but was instead like, of being yeah, alarmed, she's just gonna, oh, yeah, I mean, I think she's, yeah, she's been doing this for so long. She's like, I don't even give a shit that it's Bob Dylan playing in front of me. Oh, he seems to be talking <laughs> about me. It all, kid. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who else was there? Who else was there before we keep going on to it? There was a camera shot where you kind of, we like slid down on like a boom camera or whatever, like. I don't even know, like I not a dolly, dolly, but like maybe oh, oh, something where it's where it goes straight in. Yeah, you know? but it kind of like swooped down. But you got to see a piano player, uh, Clyde King singing, and a guitarist. So Greg Kuhn is the guy playing piano. He was not playing piano on the day. Uh, he was actually in TSOL, the band TSOL, um, that released the album Beneath the Shadows, classic punk album. Uh, he was playing uh, keyboards on that. Uh, and now he plays currently with the band X, the punk band X from L.A. Sweet. But he left punk music to go study classical music. So he just kind of met Bob Dylan randomly. And Bob was kind of going through a punk thing. And he's chilling, hanging out, doing this. Clyde King was one of Bob Dylan's sweethearts. He's oh, mother sure. of two of his children. She is so pretty. Yeah. So two, Is he, that the one playing the organ? No. She, uh, yes. I, she's yeah. playing something. Yeah. She's doing something. Um, yeah, you see her in the background. The there's there's, there's a, a shot. So the two times we see Bob Dylan, we see the shot with Clyde King in the background okay. for half the song. And then we go to Robbie Shakespeare, who's like doing nothing, just like really vibing out. <laughs> and then we go back to Bob and then it's dark and Clyde King is gone. And then we just hang out with Bob for the rest yeah, of the time. Yeah, because there's the guy playing the piano and then right behind him is Clyde King playing the kind organ. Kind of, uh, it's like it. diagonal. They're all yeah. kind of diagonal. Yeah. yeah, so Clyde King is there and she was actually a little bit a part of the session. She was major uh, in the Queens of Rhythm for the Christian period. So she was part of, oh. he went on tour with a gospel. He went on tour with a whole gospel singing choir. They would often open the songs with 20 minutes of just Sorry, gospel, gospel music. Gospel? Gospel. Yes, gospel. 
gospel music, and they would uh, open with that. So, and so she was on a video with an inf- infidel. Well, she yes. was back up even on. post. And she was not Bob on this though. She was not on this, and this was actually this time around was the last time that she ever worked with Bob. So they oh. did a song called "Death Is Not the End," May second, nineteen eighty three. So a couple days after this, they recorded that. It wouldn't come out until nineteen eighty eight. In a ter- on a terrible record. Wow. But that was the last time that they had recorded together. And then finally, um, Steve Ripley, who actually just died last year, he's the guy in the background by the by the drummer playing the other, playing guitar. The other guitar. So right. he's just, Bob Dylan loves him. That's it. Bob Dylan loves him, and he, he played on Shot of Love. Hmm. So he was part of Lenny Bruce, unfortunately, but he was also part of Property of Jesus, Watered Down Love, all the greats. Um, and then finally, on drums, it should have been Sly, because Sly was the one playing drums, right. but it was actually Qu- Charlie Quintana, who was the drummer for the Plugs. And the Plugs were a punk band that Bob Dylan had like practiced with. And there's a whole interesting subsection of Bob Dylan fandom that's like, what if he went off and played punk style music? Not punk punk, but like just kind of punk rock version of songs. And Charlie Quintana was kind of just played a couple songs with him. So he's the one playing drums. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. A uh, friend of the pod, Victor, he... Uh... He suggested to us the like reimagining what it would have sounded like if he stayed with the plug. Yeah, Daniel played. Romano. Yeah, he's a new artist. He released a, he released an album over the quarantine where he reimagined what Infidels would sound like with the Plugs, the punk band, the Plugs. So kind of imagine an eighties, early eighties proto punk band doing Infidels. Have you listened to it yet? I yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's really great. Okay. I mean, it's like every it's all these songs and just kind of. In a version of like, what if Bob is a punk rocker? Now? What if Bob was a punk rocker? <laughs> like one of us. Yes. <laughs> and oh, interesting oh. about Steve Ripley, just to say it, Steve Ripley actually created his own guitar, a stereo guitar, that was uh, basically a Beretta guitar with a straight mount. You guys will understand this. I don't get it. A straight mounted multi-channel Baritoli humbucker in the bridge position, with each of the s- six pickup poles sporting its own output. Oh, shit. In a, in a stereo spectrum. It was controlled by six individual knobs. What a nightmare. Uh, these knobs effectively gave the stereo panning advantage to each string individually. Yeah. The stereo output was then piped through a splitter box that came with the guitar. So, okay. So Van Halen, who knows Eddie Van Halen Eddie was Van Halen. obsessed. Okay. It seems like something that I would, that, that like if I was, oh, I'm going to bring this in. I've got all this technology. I've got double humbucker output on each individual string and stereo. I would just like forget about it and just play yeah, the guitar, play the guitar. Yeah. normal. And then you'd be like, why is the A so low? Nah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got six, <laughs> new, <laughs> six buttons here. <laughs> throw the guitar away. And stereo. <laughs> I think there was an obsession with stereo. And I really yeah. like... Quadraphonic sound. But you could just... There was a switch to sw- do it to mono. It just like, yeah. would just work like a normal guitar here's my six dials for this that. crazy setting and then here's the normal I just guitar leave it on that. i would yeah. just leave it on mono yeah. and be like yeah i got this cool crazy humbucker and stereo in oh, mono, mono. <laughs> so those are our players those are those are humbuckers are a pickup by the way oh thank you. you know, know a single coil pickup it's just one little buddy humbucker is two buddies mm-hmm. and They're what he's saying is you know the dots the silver dots yeah, yeah. those are all the, the like magnets that pick yeah, yeah. up the sound so he's saying each single magnet has oh. its own volume basically <laughs> Which yeah. is and so the insane. humbucker, which is just kind of two pickups inverted, so that mm. the, mm, the buzz cancels itself out, yeah. hence the name. That's why it's called the humbucker because uh-huh. it bucks, bucks the hum. The hum. Guitars. <laughs> I, I just learned so much. Me too. <laughs> I will forget all about it. Steve Ripley, that's his name. Steve, Steve Ripley. I can't believe it. Yeah. Or not. I can't believe it's not Steve ah! Ripley. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. Uh, oh yes, sorry. Well, we're not going to make control. this part of this. Also, story. the label's a little crooked. I bought you a crooked label. And Bob Dylan, thanks for the whiskey, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for all the memories. 
Oh, it's that so sweet whiskey. and smooth. Genuinely, though. Yeah, that's really good. That's better than Jack Daniels. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. For you. It's really good. Genuine like, miss... Look, no chaser. I mean, yeah. Okay, maybe a little beer. Uh, a genuine missed opportunity when the song is playing. I've never... A, I've never seen a video with longer close-up shots on people playing oh my, God, in my no entire kidding. life. Yeah. Robbie Shakespeare looks like he's being held hostage. He's, like, not looking into the... He's, like, gone. He's away. I don't even mind Robbie Shakespeare because he's playing his instrument, but mainly Charlie Quintana. We are on a dude who's literally playing a, a, a hi-hat and, like, hitting the snare. Wonderful. Great sound. Oh, we're just not going to... We're not cutting away. Oh, no, no. We're, we got another 30 seconds. Great. 30 it's seconds more. super, just... super close-up of Bob's face for, like, almost four minutes. I don't know. It's only, like, a two-and-a-half-minute music video, but four whole <laughs> of those minutes is just right it's up at Bob's, Bob's nose. I mean, tell me another video that's done that, though. Yeah. I mean, there's not another video that, like, lingers on the person for no, so long. It makes, it's uncomfortable. I don't know if I can call it groundbreaking because it is just the band I'm not playing asking, the song. I'm not asking for groundbreaking. Not asking for... But, but it is strange shots. to see it's in a like, video. It's like no one quite think... explained to Bob what a music video actually is. Well, I don't is think Mark Robinson... Do. Well, Mark Robinson, just to bring it up, sorry. Uh, Mark Robinson said the original plan was to, quote, do a simple club scene where one woman's face was every woman's face. And we had 30 extras lined up ready for the shoot. I imagine like a Michael Jackson scenario. Oh, it's like a John Malkovich. Yes, exactly. But while we were setting up the club with upturned tables on tabletops, there was someone sweeping up cigarette butts. I went to Bob Hello. and suggested that we take the old lady and have her sweeping up when it was all coming to her point of view. Wow, so, so it's she's like not a character? Like, she was an accident. She wasn't know. in and then, costume? And then she wow. ended up being the only character. She's the only one in, in, in the there. What I was going to say is that it's genuinely unfortunate when we get to the cute hat line that they don't have her wearing a hat I because we're hat. watching her. I want her to just like. It, it By the way, her, there's a cute like hat. She's wearing a cute hat. She's holding her broom and looking. Yeah. And then it pans, cuts away. Hat's gone. The rest of the video. That's what I <laughs> hoped would happen. <laughs> cute hat. Then it's gone. Unexplained. You could be really, really generous to this video and think that like if all the close angles were intentional, especially since they're not straight on, right? It's not Bob's face. Yeah, yeah. It's not any of their faces. It's like a side profile. They definitely had other like videos angle. going. They definitely had other cameras happening. That if you, if Why those were intentional, <laughs> like lingering was to make you uncomfortable, that's a cool move. And then also they they picked a woman who was of a certain age that isn't usually cast. Like, I was worried based on the subject of the song that it was going to be some, like, 20-year-old, yes, like, I'm some Lucy. weird stripper lady. It totally wasn't. Like, it was, it was, it was a, just a woman. And I thought that was really great. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, Something I learned about, uh, like, this album in particular, this whole album was recorded digitally in 1983. Mm. All of the equipment was was digital. All of the recording was digital. Yeah. Mm. And Bob was like, I don't know how to deal with this newfangled shit. Uh, it's 1983. I'm fucking Bob Dylan. I need someone else who knows how to do this. Yes. And I think that's a huge component. And he got more comfortable with Mark as it went along. And that comfort led to Empire Burlesque. I don't think he'll ever make another record like this because he was so against it. And then he gave himself so far over to it in such lackluster results. You know, he just didn't do well. Whereas other people now make music like this all the time. Like if you're going to sit down and make a record, you would do it in a way that Bob Dylan would have done back in the day. That's how most music today is made. You know, you sit down, you make the song, you isolate the parts and you make it all sound great. 
And I think for the most part, everyone's happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Really make it sound good. Well, everything's tracked. But yeah. I think Bob would say, I disagree with the concept because I want to know that the band is playing. You, you know and that, I don't think you can get that today. You know that that's without. how the Strokes would record everything was completely separately? Just because every member of the band every hates, member? they hate each other. From what I understand, they, that's they how a lot of music <laughs> is recorded. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most yeah. music today all is made individual. like that. That's why it's so... He, everyone individually tracks. Yeah, yeah he was ahead of, ahead of his time on that level. So I'm glad that Mark Knopfler was there for Infidels because I think it made it a better record. Because it sounds good. It sounds mm -hmm. like a Dire Straits album, mm -hmm. even though his choices were bad. <laughs> but even this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take away all of the zoom ins. I wouldn't take away watching Bob Dylan do the what is it um, when he's like hiss. Uh, yeah, the hand is back. But just hiss. like the way his mouth moves, I'm like, oh, your mouth moves like it's that. Upsetting. It's very strange. I well, think and Bob singing to himself is also very disjointed. Well, he's really dramatic with it. He, it's like he's delivering Shakespeare sometimes the way he like makes a huge emphasis with his mouth and he did an elocution everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how to I me. It's also very serious. Yes. It's well, not, doesn't look very fun. Except for that line where he's like, ha, but he doesn't actually mouth that part. Or that line where he's like, that's an awful cute hat you got there. Well, we very don't see serious. Him for we don't see him <laughs> for that. Serious. He could be laughing. We don't know. But then when it gets to the patriotism line, it fucking zooms in further on his face. I'm like, this is cheesy. Mm, that's cheesy. That Those are bad decisions. When it's like, yeah. I'm pay uncomfortable. No, it's pay attention. This it, is the important part. Because two of like, them, yeah, it's like two of the most Bob Dylan-y lines. One that's his own work and one that's his re-quoting. Right. Uh, Samuel Johnson. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Samuel Johnson. The guy from the meme. It's it, it all comes at once in the song. It's all in the same place. In the same place. He has the line about, uh, if you steal a little, they would lock you away. If you steal a lot, they make, make you a king. king. Mm -hmm. Well, now that we're talking about the song, let's get into it. All right. Yeah, the song. Ready. Oh boy, song, here we song. go. What is going on here? Is the narrator your local bartender at the G-Spot in Klamath Falls, Oregon, <laughs> serving you beer, and he's just setting the scene, essentially. He's kind of like narrating the scene. Is the narrator a predator? Is he warning his victim about what they've talked into, and he's intellectualizing what's about to happen? And all blaming, basically. You know, there's a last refuge. All that kind of stuff is just the mind of a predator about to attack his prey. Is there a literal place being mentioned, or is it a metaphor? Is this hell? Is the sweetheart Jesus? Because that is a huge contingent of the internet. Wow. And, uh, you, you guys don't know. You guys don't know. No, it always this comes. Is what the internet is talking about with this? By the way, it's a cute hat. Nice crown of thorns. Um, oh, oh my God! And your smile is hard to resist. Jesus did have that. He's hot. He has a beautiful He's, weep, He's a hot white weeping, dude. Weeping <laughs> tears like of blood. He's a hot white man in the Middle yeah. East. Oh my God, that is a cute crown of thorns you got. <laughs> or is it, as the New York Times said about infidels, quote, um, the song itself is about rediscovering an old lover in a sordid surrounding. There are strong hints to suggest that the situation is deliberately analogous to the, milita the American military involvement in Central America. Oh. Or is it also that? Could it also be that? Thanks, New York Times. That was What's from the sweet thing like you, the United doing States military, in El Salvador. doing in a place like this oh El Salvador? <laughs> what are you doing in Guatemala? Thanks, New York Times. Oh, we're just overthrowing the socialist regime like always. Sorry. Oh, man. But is it is that what you, the... That's well, what do you guys think it is? What What is what is happening? Just like big overall picture. We're going to go lyric you just by lyric. You opened I mean, up the doors even further yeah, exactly. than we'd this seen This is them. why we, don't, we didn't feel bad about doing research on the song is because like with you knowing about everyone who's in the music video, we knew you would 
we would never match you for how right. prepared we yes. could be about this. So okay. we listened to essentially three versions. We listened to, well, four. The Infidel's version, the official one. Uh, the first track on Alphadel Intakes. So if you're listening to that, you've got a sweetheart like you that opens that bootleg. That's the one with boots, right? That's the one with the boots, That's right? What's the sweet boots sweet doing boots. in a... Oh, yeah. And then the 22nd track on that is um, another version of the song. That's more normal, but it's got the nose line. It's the nose version. And then we have the 20-minute rehearsal version, which most of it is just nonsense. Most of it are multiple different songs. Most of it is just Bob kind of working out a song. We've done a lot of stuff from the cutting edge. Your mileage will vary about how interested you are about Bob rehearsing. I always think it's really cool. And it's really cool. And, And Kelly and I, because I think we're versed in it. We enjoyed a lot. Well, I'm just like always really so cool. so curious about song structure and, and how and, that shapes the end because it starts in such a different place so often. But and Bob Dylan song. is a yeah. weird a weird character too, where he will he's known to like walk in and give people one second of notice and like play the song. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what? How do you do that? And so to just to listen to people <laughs> do that live is impressive. I, I've watched you guys make up songs on the fly even here across this but, modest table, and I am impressed. But, so the fact that you two can do it. Um, you know, it's crazy to see someone like Bob Dylan with such a presence. And yet, Bob that. Dylan has never performed the song live. He's never played the song live. Really? Who said he played it 18 times? Oh, there was 18 takes. 18 takes. 18 takes, but never, never played it live. live. Not surprised, because again, License to Kill is the better version of this song. He's played License to Kill multiple times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and shorter. Mm-hmm. But this was a single. But so, okay, so, we forget. So let's start up. Uh, let's talk about the beginning of the song and the words and the meanings of it. Well, the pressure's down. The pressure's down. I always thought he said, well, the precious diamond for so long. Wow. Well, the precious, well, the diamond. precious diamond. So the boss ain't here. And I just like, nonsense. Whatever. Don't need to Bob know. Bob Dylan, nonsense. It, it makes so much it. sense. So I'll go through. Precious. Let me go through the yeah. first one. First one. Uh, so the official version, while well, the pressure's down, the boss ain't here. He goes north for a while. They say vanity's got the best of him, but he sure left here in style. Another version says that he's gone up north to a lighthouse beyond the bend. And then there's one more about him leaving in the more he he took a red eye he definitely left on time yeah so that that's one as well it's this um, is definitely the well the boss ain't here he gone north I can't remember where he caught a red eye it left on time he's starting a graveyard up there which also is just like kind of gibberish nonsense like who oh, cares yeah. about your Every, boss so he doesn't bring up the well, boss yeah, another again version where no. vaguely he's just not around um, one of the outtakes says the very last thing he said was see you later. But he did go out in style. So that's another version. See right, you so, later. So to that even means like, oh, he's gone, gone. Like he went out in style. He's dead. Like the boss is oh. gone. So, so this dead. is where we start informing our narratives, right? Like he's dressed finally like in a coffin. Well, so yes. Okay. By the way, that's a cute hat or a cute pair of boots. We love the hat. We're going to stand for the hat. We, we stand love the hat. The hat. We stand hat. We stand hat. No boots. Oh, boots oh, are for silly. Spanish leather. Boots, we don't do boots. Look, boots was a wild and crazy time oh, in Bob Dylan's life. He, he was all on hat. He tried boots. He was like... He got like off this. the boots, went That's right back hat. to hat. Yes. Team boot versus hat. Boot team versus boot. Team, team hat. hat. Team hat. And a smile, hat. which we all agree, which is hard, hard to resist. resist. Yes. Sweetheart like you. I was trying to resist it earlier. So hard. So hard. Yeah, because even in the guy leaving, it's so inconsequential. All we need to know is that he's not there because that makes it... Depending on your narrative of the story, that makes access for the predator. That makes access for the... In every single version of that first line, that is the consistency is... Boss isn't here. The boss sometimes isn't here. He is not he here. He didn't trust he no one in the end, back. and sometimes he he, you know, he, he said see you later. But sometimes he he left here after sundown. I don't know. So is that kind of like ooh, mom's away? Like we have the whole house to ourselves to party. Like no hey, one baby, can tell us it's to keep it's ourselves in line. yeah, exactly. Like it's even more dangerous shit. now. Yeah. The boss is gone. Like you're in trouble, sweetheart. Yeah, John, what's that the idea of the good trouble. way when boys are boys? 
Oh, like if you're just setting things on fire and shit, <laughs> and not anything sexual. Watching <laughs> cartoons and hanging out. Yeah, that's boys will be boys, or like. Oh, I've done that. Or like dripping ice cream oh, sandwiches the on the uh, into a church pipe, into a church organ oh, pipe. Like I don't know. John, I didn't do that. Just as an example of boys will be boys that's and not in a rapey way. Destruction of property. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of the the, the angle that the song approaches with. This woman shows up and and it kind of really plays off as in the beginning in this first part with just the looking at this part of the lyrics. It's kind of like. A, uh, it's, it's kind of like a Lana Del Rey song in reverse. It's like, babe, uh, this is a real shitty place. All the dudes here are shitty, including me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is the trashiest place you can be with the trashiest men. Dude, come and fuck me. Okay, okay. Whoa. whoa I love whoa. Lana Del Rey in reverse because she's always like, I just want a garbage man <laughs> to make me feel so bad. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's Lana Del Rey Those music. Are... Is, is she's like singing, waxing poetically about a guy who you listen to and it's like, oh, this dude is a shit bag. All, this is a all shit of them. Bag. All of them. Yeah. Every oh, wow. Lana Del Rey song is like, I love this shit bag. She's a great singer, but. Dude. Girl, you gotta get out of that abusive relationship. And maybe it's Lana Del Rey wearing a cute hat. Oh, could wow. be a, this song could be about Lana Del Rey wearing a cute I'm hat. Moving. Like, like I can see this dude like popping out of a dumpster and he's covered in garbage and he's wow. just like, well, now that's a pretty looking girl standing there. What are you doing here, sweetheart? <laughs> like Oscar the Grouch. Wow. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so we got but, a bartender, but for you, but she's like, a, she's also kind of, you know, she's just like, man, I'm just a streetwalker, man. He's like, well, what are you, sweetheart, doing here? So, so it was like. This like lovely conversation between two really garbage people, which I think is really nice to put a magnifying glass on. Okay. Um, sometimes contextually in this, in a, in a culture where we're consumed by uh, glamour and right, fame right. and money and. Um, but then, but as the song progresses, we haven't quite gotten there lyrically yeah. yet. Um, he starts talking them up, and he talks up his world. He's like, well, I'm a really important person, and, and you're a really important person. And so I'm thinking, like, oh, I think these guys are connected. Like, And then it goes back to the boss. Like, So if they're all really important, and he's connected, so is he in the mafia? Is the mob boss that he's talking about? Like, oh, the, the, the mafia Don is like, gone away for a little while, and now I'm in charge of the... Like, is it, could, this is a whole godfather thing. Yes. I also agree. But we'll continue onwards. Fun fact, sorry, Kelly, I've stolen fun facts. Fun fact, How dare you? the quote is very Bob Dylan in the 1980s where he, he watched a movie. He watched a movie called All Through the Night, 1942, starring Humphrey Bogart. I never met Mrs. Miller, but he certainly was one of the nicest men I've ever known. Yes, he was okay. My only complaint is that he didn't tell me about you. <laughs> well, that's too bad. He told me all about you, though. No fooling. No fooling. He knew you ever since you went to public school 139. Your real name is Alfred, but you keep it a secret. Yeah, don't you give it away. What else? You gave him a dozen ties for Christmas. You eat his cheesecakes three times a day and make every restaurant on Broadway buy it, or else. Oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Miller never gave you that or else business. No, Mr. Callahan. And he intimated that you were a no-good, double-crossing, chiseling... Now, which one do you want to believe? I'll tell you some other time. Okay. They fight Nazis, which is good. Um, but there's a line, and that's that's uh, Humphrey Bogart asks, what would a sweetheart like Miss Hamilton Dame be doing in a dump like this? <gasps> what? Bob oh, Dylan's well, no plagiarism. You know, it's funny for a guy that doesn't have cable how much he takes stuff from TV. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Verse two. 
You know, I once knew a woman that looked like you. She wanted a whole man and not, not just, just a half. half. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. She asked me. She used to call me Sweet Daddy when, when I was, I was only a child. Yeah, Cradle robber. Kind of remind me of her when you laugh. And <gasps> an alternative version of this is, you know, con men don't need strangers. To them, they are none. Oh. With a quarter, within a quarter of an hour, they're on good terms with everyone. Oh. And then going Sweet back to the normal version. To her or to him? In order to deal in this game, you've got to make the... This is consistent throughout the whole yeah. thing. In order to deal with this game, you've got to make the queen disappear. Here. It's done with the flick, flick of, of the, the wrist. Okay, so can we Let's all agree that that is like you got to smack your bitch up? Ooh, see, I wasn't thinking about that. That wasn't my interpretation either. Yeah, I want to hear everybody's because this is where my story starts. 100% my interpretation. Okay, so you're you smacking a bitch. you got to make the queen disappear with the flick of the wrist. Like, okay. if, if that woman is, you know, being too strong and being too domineering, like, you make that queen go away by smacking her down. Okay, good. In the, in the context of, like, tired Yikes. squealing and make a name for yourself, mm. I thought of it as you got to, like, get out of town and you can do whatever you want from there because you're so beautiful. And... And I didn't even, like, at first it was like, flick of the wrist, sounds like jerking off, but <laughs> I actually chose to interpret it in a non-sexual way of just, like, good, it's so like a card trick. Good for you. To make the queen disappear, it's done with the flick of the wrist. I'm thinking, like, it's hiding up your sleeve. Yeah. Like, girl, you gotta disappear like a magic trick. Yeah. You gotta get out of here, and it's gotta be, like, poof. Yes, I think that's I like the most, that. that's the, the most generous interpretation of the song. So much which is better than somebody, woman beating. Well, someone trying to help the woman. Well, they, they could get on board with saying the narrator is basically warning the person that the life, either the life they're leading or even the person, the place they're coming into is a bad place. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you need to go about not being part of it. Like, place. is that what he's saying to do or is that what she's already done? That's a great question. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my interpretation my of this song is way charitable, which okay. is strange for me because I'm usually the first one to be like, "Love it." That's sexist. Well, we're You're about a misogynist. to get, get out of here. And this song Don't is right for that. Yes. Well, but, wait for it. But, wait for it. But, wait for it. But no, even wait that. For even it. that. Wait like, I'm gonna be a complete turncoat and say, like, mm. even that's not so bad because this song is 100% white knighting. That's all it is. Okay. This mm. is Bob Dylan at a bar seeing a girl who is probably with a guy who is. Bob boss in, in your scenario or whatever a powerful guy who's a piece of shit he's not here and you've come into this bar and it's like look I know you're a good person you're getting fucking abused you don't need to be here this is a dangerous place he's gone we also can finally like I mean yeah that's part of it but I think this guy is definitely fedora wearing white knight to a T I don't know that he necessarily he's got wants the, cute the girl he's yeah got the cute exactly not I don't cute. think that he necessarily wants a girl he probably does but he's like I'm so gentlemanly. I don't I even you. want her. Oh, kind of thing. Just get out of here, sweetheart. Get nice out of here. Soul. I'm gonna get you away from yeah, here. Yeah. So I I'm think so nice. I yeah. think that uh. this is uh, totally. That's how the perspective <laughs> I take, which I know is very, very generous, which just kind of also fits through the what I mean, you were saying, the, the six different th options it could be or whatever. Yeah. It could be an old flame too. It could be somebody that mm. you, you know you used to date. You saw them get with this fucking asshole. So, right. I got an opposite. So it's the boss, the boss has been taken down by this woman. The woman is the one we don't know yet because the first verse is just setting up a narrative so got a lot of evocative stuff namely the hat we love the hat we're hooked it's because cute. of the hat it's cute <laughs> in this one the guy is saying i once knew a woman who looked like you in that i used to know you but now you've changed oh, you're a different yeah, person okay. um but it, to deal in this game you got to make the queen disappear kill the other kill the other boss uh, kill the other queen gotta kill the other leaders it's done with the flick of the wrist she's so powerful she's just killing people out here she's well, just killing people the risk could also be just signing checks right like that's true not even monetarily just like you sign your name to something and you sign a death warrant like flick of the wrist it's done 
Daniel, do you want to tell us about the next line? Well, in the rehearsals, I want to tell you that he was also he was washing his clothes in that line. Yeah, so, that line was wait, so what? weird because wait, there's wait, the wait. it's the con men don't meet strangers. Yeah, to them there there are none. There are, but none. for some reason, one of the other versions, it's you take your clothes to the Red to the River, River think, to wash. Yeah, which is in to them there are none. Texas, right? Or does it, no, no, or it goes no, it goes straight to within a quarter of an hour. Yeah, it's like. What? Well, he's clearly trying to piece it all together. Yeah, Yeah, so we potentially have a mob boss situation, a white knight. Um, You're just just like viewing the scene. We're still viewing the scene. Now we get to the infamous, you know a woman like you should be at home. That's That's where where you you belong. belong. Taking care of somebody nice, and this is in every version, who don't know how to do you wrong. Powerfully, just how much abuse are you able to take? Well, there's no way to tell no. by the first kiss. That's tough. Oh, it's yep, tough. Yep, and then yep, uh, another one is you kiss. look to me like royalty, and that's a thought I can't dismiss. So instead of the how much abuse, it's the royalty line. Mm, kind of flips what's around. This, yeah, a little bit. And oh, that's what you like think you? he said? You look to me like royalty? You look to me like royalty, and that's a thought I can't dismiss. I think dismiss. he says you look to me like a royalties. Yeah, well, see, and it's... Ooh. so like So they say, so like Clinton Halen looks at that and he it's royalty he does what he does often with his mouth where he's trying to make them line up so he's doing the royalty so he even goes out of his way to say he spells royal dash t royalty because he's he's trying to do do his emphasis so that's kind of that's it's like i mean this whole line is like so oh, the whole line throw is, it away, but that yeah. Well, this whole line is built for. Well, that actually makes me feel better. Cause I thought it was royalties and royalties. not royalties. Oh, no yeah. royalties. It, it ties into what becomes even the, the queen. Part of the it kind of goes to the and queen. And the queen. Yeah. yeah, that's. What, I mean, I made the face where I'm like yeah. grimacing, like, like I'm ah. smelling something in the fridge that's been rotten for too long, and that's the same. That's the face I made. That woman should have cleaned it out. The woman should have cleaned it out. That's where she belongs. <laughs> it's um. Definitely different, and I know that Bob Dylan has talked about this particular line because even in 1983, it kind of came under fire a little bit. Okay. Um, and he said, you know, I didn't mean it to be so flowery. He had some weird word choice when he was defending himself. Oh, I'll get line. you that haunted. Yes, yes, I'm sure you know. Haunted. Like, yeah, there's the Kurt Loader haunted. Interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. That interview. was in that too. Yeah. God, yeah, it's the interview that keeps on giving. It is. It is. I even, like, I even have a quote from that interview about Bob Dylan because it is like, oh, I can't wait. A woman like you should, should be, be at, at home. home. That's, that's where, where you belong. belong. Right? Obviously, that's not a line that has aged well, and it wasn't really that good when it came out. Even. Um, no. It's. It means so much more in the context of the entire song, but obviously it is kind of, it's it's ties into I think even what Kelly was saying with the white knighting. Like, yeah, he's that's like, why I know what's best I have for a you. way more take... charitable view of this line yeah. just because that's how I'm doing. It. Mm-hmm. This person has a very traditional yes. idea of, of relationships and values, and they're just like, you should be at home safe. That's yeah. the yeah. unsaid. Yeah. You should be at home safe. Yes. Taking care of something. I mean, that's patriarchal garbage. And women are supposed to do all the fucking emotional and literal labor around the house. That's bullshit. But mm-hmm. the sentiment is you should be at home safe. Yeah. With somebody not, who is treating you yeah. right. Who, who, with yeah. a nice guy. Like, like me. Like a me. <laughs> like a me. Uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. The sleazy guy who's uh, giving you tongue. Uh, and he did say giving like. Giving you tongue? Tongue. Gave you tongue. Well, he is. Okay. So just to back it up a little bit. Please. Uh. How like how much abuse can you take? Well, there's no way to tell from that first, first kiss. kiss. Oh, oh, it's shit. definitely Bob Dylan like testing the waters. See, I was of, I getting to town. I was well. That's see, that's dark. I was taking it more as hers. Like you find your ex with uh, a new partner, 
you know, like, uh, you, why are you with that asshole? You don't know how bad it's going to get. You'll never be able to tell from you. That's that right. first yeah. kiss. I know. Yeah. That first kiss and you, you have, you'll never know how bad it's going to get down the road. You can more literally read the word kiss as, like, abuse. Like, right, the first yeah. hit. Yeah, okay, kiss. Yeah. Will you take right in the kisser, Alice. Yeah, yes. absolutely. What'd you see in me anyways? The object is to learn what you saw in me, not what I saw in you. One of these days, Alice, one of these days. Pow! Right in the kisser? To the moon, Alice! <laughs> I remember when you hit me, it was like pow to the moon. Don't get me steamed, Alice. And then you choked the shit out of me. Yeah, but that's, that's after you were trying to put a fork in my eye. <laughs> oh, that was your mother. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's and, how I, I took it. Yeah, and Bob Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan's statement about the line is he wasn't thinking of it being like he thought of it in less of a context of women belong in the kitchen and more in just when you see a woman walking down the street and you think to yourself, quote, "Well, what are you doing on the street? You're so fine. What do you need all this for?" And, and Kurt Loder follows up to say, a lot of women might say that they're on the street because they're on their way to their jobs. <laughs> and Bob says, well, I wasn't talking about that type of woman. I'm not talking about Margaret Thatcher or anything. Oh, my God, Bob. Oh, no. What a woman to pick. <laughs> oh. Margaret, what's a sweet woman like you doing in a place <laughs> like this? Five years before this, just to bogart this conversation, five years before in Playboy, Bob Dylan had an interview with, sure the, with Playboy. Sure uh, they do great interviews. You shut up. <laughs> Playboy. I read it for the, the interview. I, I don't read. I, I, this, I, hey, I'm about to say words. This is not images that I'm showing right. you guys. Playboy asked, in 1978, so this is around the time okay, the Street Legal came out, uh, has your attitude toward women changed much in your songs? Bob says, yeah. In the earlier period, I was writing more about objection, obsession, or rejection superimposing my own reality onto what seemed to have no reality of its own. Uh, Playboy asks, how did those opinions change? Bob says, from neglect. Playboy, hmm. from neglect? Bob, as you grow, things don't reach you as much as when you're still forming opinions. Playboy, you mean you get hurt less easily. Bob, you get hurt over other matters than when you're 17. The energy of hurt isn't enough to create art. Playboy, so if women in your songs have become more real, if there are fewer goddesses, Bob interjects, a goddess isn't real. A pretty woman as a goddess is just up there on a pedestal. The flower is what we are really concerned about here. The opening and closing, the growth, the bafflement. You don't lust after flowers. Playboy, your regard for women then has changed. Bob Dylan, people are people to me. I don't single out women as anything to get hung up about. Playboy, but in the past, Bob, in the past, I was guilty of that shameless crime. Playboy, you're claiming to be completely rehabilitated. Bob Dylan, in that area, I don't have serious problems. If we left it at that, we'd be fine. Playboy, there's a line in your film, Ronaldo and Clara, in which someone says to Sarah, I need you because I need your magic to protect me. Bob Dylan, well, the real magic of women is that throughout the ages, they've had to do all the work, and yet they can have a sense of humor. Playboy, that throughout the ages, what about women now, Bob Dylan? Well, there's the new woman, right? Introducing sure. the new <laughs> Introducing woman. The new woman. Uh, the there's the new model. woman. Nowadays, you have the concept of a new woman. But the new woman is nothing without a man. Playboy, what would the new woman say to that? Bob Dylan, I don't know what the new woman would say. The new woman is an impulsive woman. Mm. <laughs> 
don't know if this the the um, so redeems he, him at no, all. No, that's, like, he's that's why I said it would have been fine if we just stopped. He's like, it. he's like, I'm on this path, but there is kind of a sense, like the interviewer brought up. Of, yeah. Oh well, I'm good now. I was a, I was an I was this before, way but before, now I'm good. but I'm fine now. Feminism solved. <laughs> Go home, everyone. Well, Jonathan Latham in the Cambridge Companion to Bob Dylan, he wrote um, an essay about this, and he said, "quote." Oh, well, I say about infidels. He said about this song, quote, if the song must take its place in Dylan's feminist hall of hall of shame, it's a it's in fine company there with just like a woman, which we did in episode 84. For most listeners, the lines will be redeemed by both context and presentation. And the song's narrative fragments play singer and addressee and a film noir dive. So he goes out, which, OK, we kind of talked about it as kind of a bar. But it's asking a lot, right? It's yeah, like if you are it's asking a lot to forgive offhand. But he's not wrong about the Just Like a Woman. Have you heard Just Like a Woman? No. OK, so Just Like a Woman. We, that, that's a classic one for us. Just Like a Woman, Shelter from the Storm. Um, all of those songs are ones you want to go back. At. Sarah, you want to go back and listen to us talk about, you know, just Bob Dylan and, and putting women on pedestals. So that's tough. That does that tough. change any? Does that make it worse or better? Doesn't particularly make it better. Kelly, with Shelter from the Storm and all of that, what's what's the vibe going on? You said that you were going to shock the world here. Well, sorry to the two people at this table, but the more you learn about male creators, the less you want to know for the most part, because it's like they, they're going to disappoint you every time they get to talk too long about their personal lives. Because without those lines, this song is not colored by like at all. I really, and I don't know why, don't have that. Like animus, that's not the right word, animosity towards this song in that way. Yeah. I don't know. Because I know this guy. I've been this guy. Oh my God, please don't be alive. Whatever just fell in my coat. <laughs> oh, I had a cigarette behind my hair. Kelly, no, it's the Northwestern Cigarette Beetle. Kelly, not, not a cigarette, Kelly. Oh Our podcast, you're, you can't let them know. <laughs> That's why you don't that smoke. <laughs> the whiskey has completely destroyed. Smoking kills you by heart attack. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> to close with, uh, not to close, but I want to hear your thing. Okay, the good. last, the last quotes I have here is something that I said originally in episode sixty-five, "Shelter from the Storm," and I think it's the most damning, probably line about Bob Dylan and women. He, in "Shelter from the Storm," the whole idea is Bob Dylan is out in the world, and what brings him shelter is the woman who's just there ready to take a man oh. and so in uh kevin Crean and abigail that's, a Levin's... Mom. that's called a mom that's what those are called uh, moms don't have to do that either okay women oh, don't have shit. to serve that role Ke- <laughs> kevin Crean and abigail levin uh, wrote an essay in in uh bob dylan and philosophy edited by carl porter uh titled dylan authenticity and the second sex quote the women he praises are almost all the ones who have given him shelter from the storm, who are there to allow him to go someplace that is innocent and in which he can escape the harsh realities of a competitive social world that contains deceit and injustice. But they can do that only by completely removing themselves from the modern world. The way Dylan describes them, the most active thing they do is grow their hair. Hmm. I thought that this song was very, very sexist when I first heard it. I thought it was really like... You heard that you were just like... This is a totally valid read. Uh, 100%. I I did. I mean, again, I listened to it quite a few times, and each time I got a few more flavors and a few more tastes. But yeah, especially the first few stanzas of this song are just like, get back in the kitchen... How much abuse can you take? Yeah, like, yeah. I, it was, it was. What's she doing there? She's walking down the street, Bob. Mind your own goddamn women business. Got women jobs. don't have jobs. Just it was, Margaret it was Thatcher. Just Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> only Margaret Thatcher. She's the only one. 
And it also just felt like very late 70s, like that's just what, this is how men talked to women. Um, it, it didn't feel like it was a, like, I get that it's like a white knight, he's coming in to save the day at the end, but it, it just doesn't that, really not feel like it. Not necessarily, not necessarily, not necessarily. The, the way that I was taking it, because again, I've been a terrible man in my past, and I have felt this way about women, where they have no agency of their own, and must be protected at all costs. Right. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah. I can't wait for the question of, how, does this song hold up? But uh, <laughs> we won't get too carried away we get too to our, fast. If we get to our first bridge. Yeah. Uh, we'll yes, move on from right. that. And we can all we'll bring it all together later. Uh, you know you can make a name for yourself. You can hear those tires squeal. squeal. Uh, you like can be tell. known as the most beautiful woman who ever crawled across cut glass to, to make, make a deal. deal. And that's a damn, damn good line. That's a they good line. Yeah. And you can't. Uh, what an evocative image. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's I mean, good this shit. girl can do anything to be that mob boss's uh, wife. This The song just kind of, it kind of. Di- well, like divulges into this the the more um, feels a lot more information poetic and um, like hard to understand Dylan lyrics that kind of just sound like stream of consciousness poetry as we're getting to yeah, yeah. so the next verse um, you know news of you has come down the line uh-huh. even before you came to the door There's okay so that's what makes this. me think she's a mob boss's wife a wife okay. Or like she's someone, she's someone important. important. uh, Absolutely, they say that your father's house has got many rooms. Maybe even the daughter of a like just in a mob family, not necessarily married to a mob. Soprano's father's house has many mansions. Mansions. That feels father's house. There's many mansions. This house is not a a home. His homes are the mansions. The house is like the house of House Lannister. Yes. Whoa. This is my obligation to say that. John, this is from your part of the Bible. Fourteen two, in yes, my father's John. house there are many mansions. That's from if the Bible. it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Wow. So it's in the Bible. That's so that's from, a straight. That's reference. from the Book of John. From the Book of John. That's my book. That's your book. Oh my <laughs> god. That's my book. That's my book. <laughs> and then there's a alt- two alternate versions. So one from the very first song on Alphadel Intakes, where he says some of the lyrics aren't fully there, but they say that oppression is a cruel tutor. And injustice is a nurse. From each heart, something heart. Um, fire pits can eat your heart out. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Fire? I, I listened oh, to it a couple times. Pit. Fire oh, pits I like can, can eat, eat your, your heart, heart out. out. <laughs> if, only, if you only said it first. I. It don't matter what the price, but how much of it just don't exist. That just sounds like I got this really cool gas grill. Fire pits eat your heart out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the mob boss is like. Damn, I Damn. want that. I want oh, that I've got all the money. Uh, and then the other version has a more succinct line, even though it's wild. Uh, they say oppression is a cruel tutor and injustice is a nurse. I will say that that matches more with the patriotism line than mm-hmm. anything else. else that comes out of left field. If there was this, it would at least make the more patriotism sense. patriotism line is out of left field. But, um, but then he finishes it with, you can put your hand in the hand of a man with a nose that can't smell but you put your confidence in him. And but that's you worse. put your yeah. because what you could do is put your hand in the hand of a man that can't smell. But you put, put your, your confidence put in your him. Hand that's in worse. Face, wait, put your hand in the face of a man that can't. No, put your, your hand, hand in the, in the hand, hand of a man, of a man <laughs> who can't smell. But then you went and put your confidence in him. What is that's that? Worse. I don't know. I have no confidence. I, I know a few men who can't smell. Do I just I, put my hand? I have no words. For some reason, does it not sound fun to say though? For some reason, the hand in the hand of a man. It's not a man who can't song, smell good. It, Bring it on, John Adam. It just, it just, maybe it's just because we just listened to it, but it reminds me of like Book of Mormon, where Brigham Young has to fight 
No, no, no. It's it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Smith has to fight Brigham Young, the prophet with a clitoris for a nose. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Shit. <laughs> yeah. it's va- it seems vaguely similar in its absurdity. <laughs> what will you do, Joseph? Will you fight the clitoris man? <laughs> that's what these lyrics may as well be. I'm glad he. He would have made more money if he did that. <laughs> He doesn't need it, but he would have made That's where you say, Bob doesn't know what a clitoris is. He sure doesn't. And then, uh, to finish out the line, snap out of it, babe. People are jealous of you. They smile to your face, but behind behind your back, back, they hiss. Which Craig Finn rhymes with a place like this. Uh, Yes. Sweetheart like you. Of course. Uh, So that's... uh, Dump like this. What's going on? So the news of you for me, like if we're going with my mob boss lady. You've got clout. You know, news of you has come down the line, right? You know, we're afraid to go to the door. Your house is fucking protected. Fireproof doors. We can't do shit to you. There's mansions in that house. People are jealous of you, but behind your back, they're talking some shit. The house has mansions in it. In itself. I need to uh, cast your minds back to early internet goodness in Mm. the house of Homestar Runner. Oh, yes. Do you remember the comic within the comic called Teen Girl Squad? Teen Teen Girl Squad! Familiar. It's unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> so, when he said your house, your dad has like, oh yes, can I get a? My whatever? dad has fifty houses. No, it is. No, like, my house has a hundred bathrooms. You mean your parents' house and two bathrooms? Immediately. What I thought. Your house has got mansions. <laughs> you mean your parents' house? And two bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, well, my house has a hundred bathrooms. You mean your parents' house? You mean two bathrooms? No, it's fine. It's a hundred. Shut it off. And then we get to the second to last bridge where gotta be an important person to be in here, baby, honey. It's baby officially. Baby, yeah. honey. honey, the, honey baby. Uh, honey, baby. Gotta. Insert infantilizing epithet here. Yeah, honey baby, Perfect. whatever. Honey baby. I uh, gotta have Bootsy. done some evil Bootsy. deed or some worthless Bootsy. deed. So in the so in the rehearsal in the rehearsal he says worthless. Inter- well, that's wait, 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 that's huge. That one word So do some worthless deed versus a lot. Uh got to have done some evil deed. Um got to have your own harem when you walk through yeah. the door. Got to play your harp until your lips. When I first heard that all line, I thought like Senator's wife. Kind of okay. Thing. Now, when it says, um, uh, you're gonna play the harm, the harm, yes, play harm, the, the harp the until harp. your lips bleed. Well, we were like, oh, the harmonica. You're talking about the jaw harp, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Harmo- we, the, uh, we, the harmonica. Yeah, I like. No, I, the jaw harp. The jaw harp. Jaw also harp. called the juice, juice harp. harp. Yeah. The juice harp. Juice. Is it? That's an instrument. That's, that's the thing that's like a wire that goes over yeah. your lips. So is that what he's talking about? Is he saying like to get here, I Bob Dylan had to play a lip harp until my lips bleed? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more or like, is it like you need to have value. You need to have something to trade. You either okay, gotta yeah. be an entertainer or or yes. like you gotta yes. have something to give up. And you've gotta thing. give it yeah. all I, the way up. You've gotta bleed for this. And then finally we get to the last line, which I think can come out of nowhere if you're not really expecting it but I think does does work on all of our levels they say that patriotism is the last refuge to which a scoundrel clings steal a little they throw you in jail steal a lot and they make you king mm-hmm. Beautiful. there's only one absolutely oh there's only mm-hmm. one step down from here babe that very important one step it's down from here, babe. it's called the land, land of permanent, permanent bliss. bliss with Jesus what's a sweetheart like you doing in a place in a dump like dump this, like this. Sorry. of course so Jesus down? makes more sense because that line kind of confused me like how can permanent bliss be a step down from this dump so I think that you almost have to humble yourself by stepping down 
from your heights in order to be in the land of permanent bliss. Oh. I did not and depending that. on what Bob Dylan's view of heaven is, I don't know, be a shitty person, repent on the last day, right as you're dying. You're fine. You'll go to heaven. Mm. Then it's like, you know, you, there's only one step down. You just have to humble yourself for a moment, even if it's on your deathbed. And you'll go to the oh, land the of permanent bliss. I love that. Oh. I hadn't thought of it like yeah. that. So that's all I can think with I that. I thought it was like, is he talking about death in general? Yeah, I thought it was just a poetic how? way to yeah. say death and the path that you're on is leading to that to you quickly. Catholic context makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. so. Well, and the bliss does throw up and uh, for me, I just read it as a Bob Dylan like poet. Yeah, yeah. Poet line. I mean, the land of, of permanent yeah. bliss is definitely kingdom of heaven. Yeah, right? I think so. Which you feel like the mobster wouldn't go to necessarily, so that blows that up a little bit. But you would think so, but out. again, if you could just repent on your day, then you're fine. Yeah. But right? she's the mobster. He might not be the mobster. No, yeah, no, either way. Like, it seems like this person, the, the woman either, or the abuser of the woman, has done terrible things. Either way, she's ended up on a path that's going to lead her to death quickly. Yes. Mm. It's, but it seems strange that, well, I guess if she's just a victim... Then, then she could go to heaven no matter what, right? Because like she hasn't done anything. Why well, she's that, just been part of party to abuse? But he's like, you've got to be in power. You must have done some evil deeds. See, but I think that the first lines sort of uh, let him off the hook. Like if you're saying huh. patriotism is the last refuge of his, to which a scoundrel clings, I think patriotism, like in the macro sense, we're thinking about America. But like even if you think about your own cause, like a well, see, it. that's why this I think props up the idea of it being. Uh, a political power figure, whether yeah. she's Maybe. married to yeah. or she is herself, but I think mostly married to a political power figure because it's like they're saying this political power figure, Donald Trump would be a perfect yeah. person to put right here, right? Because uh, America first, me. America first. What? <laughs> Not right next to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. All of the terrible things he's done, the terrible, like, pseudo he wishes he was a fucking mob boss. And Terrible. stealing a lot versus a little, like that guy mm. is a fucking piece of shit. Some someone else who's stolen a loaf of bread has gone to prison yeah. for right. years. Mm. Like mm -hmm. I think that's Still why a lot that make you king. this is yeah. about Donald Trump. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> this song is about Melania Trump. I just <laughs> figured it out. I am I riding this train into the tunnel. I've won the song. I, I <laughs> think Kelly won the song. <laughs> into Kelly the power is, station. <laughs> Kelly is the best at Bob Dylan. She wins Bob Dylan. Thank you. I'll take my word off the ear. Amazing. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> like the whole podcast. That's it. Bye. That's it. <laughs> Bye. From our backyard. See you later. Um, okay. uh, I, I, well, I, I just to follow up on that, I think that the excessiveness when you, I, I don't think it's just the, the the base fact of steal a little, they throw you in jail. That, those are truisms. We all know that, right? Sure, Kings yeah. are basically thieves of the land, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's also if we're talking about our mob woman boss, very important. That our she sweetheart is the boss. with a cute our sweetheart hat, who's fucking dominating she whatever borough we're in. Hat. Absolutely, she started out. You know, basically the idea of like you're. The excessive, if you're excessive to a small degree, you're punished. But if you're excessive to a large degree, Donald Trump, you're excessive to an enormous degree, then you're rewarded you in the society that we're in. Well, crimes are only crimes if you can't pay the price. Yeah. Or you have to do it so big that it's going to make you known and people are then going to be inculcated to want to be with you and follow you and do your thing. If you're just doing it for subsistence and just to like 
feed your family. Fuck you. Go to jail. Go but to if jail. you're doing it to fucking Jungle like throw it in someone's face thing. or something, people are gonna love it or destroy the environment or destroy whatever it is. Absolutely. So I don't know. Just excess in general. Man, I love the read of it being she's the mom boss. That's incredible. I never thought that for a second. For listening to it about twenty times and. I came to a really, really simplified conclusion, which is um, she's a normal chick, he's a normal dude, and he's just like, this is a really, really, really shitty, horrible world, and you're too good for it. I like right? that. It's like, like all of these big, elaborate mob boss and Bafia Don yeah. and all this stuff. Like, we have fun here. It's, it's really... <laughs> we do. We do like to have fun. But but Bob is also like creates these fantasies. He makes these big, beautiful worlds. He, he has all this lovely... Uh, fantastical poetry and so at the end of the day I kind of took took the the huge world that I had built and just brought it back down to this simple like like you said it's just like two people in a bar and he's like this is a really shitty place like you're you are genuinely too good for this world yeah Bob the bartender is a fun look it's a fun look to just think of the narrator of Bob Dylan if you want to always put him to be the one just talking talking some nonsense again though he's kissing on her in this song well, well, see, I don't think he's I don't kissing. Know that I think that he's, being, yeah. he's just he's just pontificating. Yeah. yeah. I think that he's just pontificating. I don't think the kiss that he's... I don't think it's necessarily him giving the kiss, but no. it could be. It could that be. It could be. Yeah. Like, it could, yeah. like he's watching... Oh, yeah, you are... Or he's watching her kind of kiss another guy, and she's right. just like, "How you don't know how much abuse you're going to take from just well, that I guess one kiss. I would say uh-huh. that it's not Bob Dylan doing it, because... If we follow the narrative of the song, nothing else follows after that, that they're together or that there's another movement. So in my head, this is a classic bench song where Bob Dylan is literally watching a scene and he's just narrating the scene. But he's doing it poetically and also in hyperbole, just Mm -hmm. completely manufacturing like patriotism and shit. He's going all macro for something that's really, really tiny. That does make sense. He's he's. He's thin slicing. Yeah. He's, he's doing Malcolm Gladwell thin slicing from right. just seeing I don't understand this, woman, that reference. this fine, fine woman walking. We down listened the street. to Blink was, on audiobook. We listened to the first like three chapters of Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. <laughs> we're smart now. I don't know now who that is. Now we're smart. And he's, we're using words like thin slicing. He's now a podcaster. He's a. Just a writer. This but podcast is excellent. Oh my yeah. gosh, hold on. We're going to get to the recommendations oh, no, later. <laughs> Don't steal my one recommendation. <laughs> you also have Hamilton. <laughs> Damn it, Daniel. No, that's mine. That's all I got. <laughs> we haven't been doing much but driving. <laughs> and listening to Hamilton. <laughs> and listening to Sweetheart Like You. Recommencing Greater California. Coastal California. Recommencing Coastal not California. right now, necessarily, though. Everyone should not just go to California. If you're right not now. a Flavin, don't go to Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah, Listen, we had a special Flavin spiritual country. personal experience for us specifically. If you all just go there, you go to California, you'll same. die. It won't you'll be die. good. I don't know. No? That was that was okay. a crazy digression. No, 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 I'm done. I just wanted to like take this enormous, expansive yeah. macro universe that we've built and just compress it down to a more finite atom where it might explode, turn into a black hole. We all get sucked into it. Good night. With that, does this sound... I think it's about family. <laughs> it's about loyalty and loving your mother. Mostly it's about women knowing their place. As a, as a good short story, it does all of those things. Kendra, does this song work in 2020? Absolutely not, Daniel. Oh, good. good. Very simple. Do you want me to elaborate I on that? I don't you. think I have to. Oh, good. Because of the line, or yeah, just like it's because boring, of the, because or... of the blatant sexism, um, the the general overarching misogyny the, is the entire theme of the song. Like wh- whether you look at it one way or another, if this song came on the radio in 2020, the that radio DJ would be getting some very angry phone calls from so, a lot of people, so not just women. The line, "A woman like you should be at home. That's where you belong." He's dug his own grave. If you if somebody today heard that song, 
just like just like a woman, I get it. Turning it off. No, I, thanks. I, I, I really think I, just like a woman is worse. Is worse. No, I think it's worse too. Yeah. So just like my Bob Bouse, I think that your Burt Reynolds image is also not. No one's gonna have that image. Like you're having that image. Oh really? I'm the only one. You're the yeah, only. in my mind, Bob oh, for has sure, got I'm like not a bandana around his forehead. See, bandana. That's automatically on Burt Reynolds. It's like very karate <laughs> kid though. Maybe very karate kid. A little Hendrix. A little bit, a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's cool. Just a bit. So that means okay. it's cool, uh, John. This so is John, cool. Does this song work for you in 2020, yeah. Jimi Hendrix? Absolutely yeah. not. Okay. <laughs> I am uh, quite happy to say no, this song doesn't work in 2020. Okay. Most certainly not, Daniel. Okay. Um, Series yeah. of Dreams better. Series of Dreams more approachable okay. in this current age than, more than better. a sweetheart more like you. More better. Well, we're going to give it a sing song, and we'll yes, see how we, we are, feel after unfortunately. that. Every line will be cute hat. <laughs> What's a sweet hat like you doing? Yeah, we'll there is so this this song it really is just like the whole thing could just be spun around with what is she doing, Bob? She's walking down the street, mind your own fucking business. It's 2020. Next question. She's going to work, baby. She's going, going to work. work and what no, she's am? not Margaret Thatcher. Thank God. Other women can be employed, Bob. God, what a weird poll. And you know that. It's very '83, man. It's very, very '83. In the moment, she was the Reagan of of Britain, and man, just as off. Also, you're not talking to a person giving a real interview. It needs to be very clear that Bob Dylan will do anything in his power to make it the most awkward experience for <laughs> Kurt Loder that could possibly exist, and he will answer questions in the most obtuse and terrible way. Oh, Kelly, 2020. Musically, I, I would say no. Uh, Content-wise, it, it's interesting that I thought of it in the context of today where we have the, the, the white knight fedora guy. Like, that yeah. was the image I thought of immediately. I would say no. Uh, musically, thematically, not so much, but I did think of it in the context of who we are as a culture and who I am as a person in 2020, yeah. uh, which did not make it better, necessarily. But Even it that did... dope solo? So that's, all right. If it was actually by that girl in the video, that would have been cooler. But she could have, not... she was a musician too. It's like Carla so Olsen, yeah. Is, she could have done it. What, is a musician? She is. Okay. So uh, she very much could have done it. But yeah, no, I, musically, like the talent, that's always the thing that will be true in Bob Dylan songs because, not always, I guess, I shouldn't say that. A lot of the times because he gets amazing musicians to play with him. Yeah. So like technically you can't fucking fault it. In that solo, I have turned my finger into hamburger meat trying to learn how to play the solo <laughs> because it's just Benz all day, baby. Yeah. We got the goddamn Benz on this track and ow. I've never got radio a head on. Yeah, I know. I here. almost put that song on the playlist because of how many goddamn beds there are. Nice. Oh my God, uh, your fingers look like rye guy ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no one will understand no. that but us. But yeah, basically, I've been sticking a piece of metal into my fingers repeatedly. I don't know Six how they haven't been bleeding. Six of them. Yeah. Six no, 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 no. Just, just the B string. Just the B. And just on the 11th fret Ooh. forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. B is a skinny string. It's in you. So it really doesn't benefit. You never probably play that string ever. So it's like a virgin string. It's just like No, it's just that it hurts. Because I don't know how to play the guitar that well, so it hurts. And I played that car solo has a couple of huge bends in it. And that was the first time I was like, oh, my fingers never never do that again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, Bob. So musically. Oh, no, Mick. Oh, no, Mick. Right. That was a part. Was it an offer? Was it Mick? It's definitely Mick. Oh, no, Mark. You can't take away the musicianship for sure, but I don't think it works today, no. Just as we went through dreams last week, this is not our first sweetheart of the rodeo with Bob Dylan. We hung out for episode 81. Baby, I'm in the mood for you. 
The next week, we talked about House of the Rising Sun by Bob Dylan. He says, my mother was a tailor. She sewed these new blue jeans. My sweetheart was a gambler lord down in New Orleans. Episode 92, we did Time Passing Slowly. Uh, He sung, once I had a sweetheart, she was fine and good looking. We sat at her kitchen while her mama was cooking. Stared out the window to the stars high above. Time passing slowly when you're searching for love. We did that song? Episode 92. In the future, we're going to get a couple new ones. Like, my sweetheart was a brake man. In Freight Train Blues, his cover of Freight Train Blues. Oh, I you love Gay Bob dating... Dylan. I love Gay Bob Dylan. Gay Bob Dylan, you just starts dating people on freight trains? And men. And Here men. we go. Good. All right. In Day of the Locust, we get, uh, I put down my robe, Bob I picked Dylan, up my diploma, took my sweetheart, and away we drive, straight for the hills, the Black Hills of Dakota. And there. finally, we close out with 2001's Lonesome Day Blues, where this closes out the song, where Bob Dylan sings, and this is very important, everyone needs to listen. you can <laughs> go fuck yourself go fuck bob, yourself, bob. that's how it's done that's exactly that's how, how you do done. it that's how you do it <laughs> see bob exactly i asked like for that. them to listen and maybe it's best if people don't i just i'm a firm I, I, advocate for fucking yourself so mm-hmm. it's yeah, the safest sex you everyone. can have baby yep it's like i see you need something i guarantee it's my dick <laughs> <laughs> to yourself you're looking in the mirror i'm gonna yeah. use it. i'll <laughs> use that in the future that's a good one <laughs> that one would totally land for you yes get all just the guys look in the mirror uh, I think Sweetheart is still a banger, musically. I sweetheart. love Sweetheart yeah. like you. Just, sweetheart oh, like you. Oh, really? You think? Well, I think, think it works 20? in 2020. It is 2020. Uh, I mean, Peter I'm Martin I'm I'm a partisan. I can't. You can't take Regime me. Upturn. You can't take me out of the world. I think that it's a banger. In that, I know people are going to sit down and listen to Infidels because they're going to be interested in Bob Dylan, and they're going to put on Joker Man, an undeniable classic, and then they're going to be like, as long as you don't get totally bogged down into the yes. whole "baby, it's cold outside" of that part of the song, mm, yeah, and that's just its own whole discussion. But that being said, I think you absolutely should deal with it. But I think you should deal with mm. it from a, a strategy of like. Of actually trying to understand it, not just like I've heard two songs and now I'm going to attack someone who's written a thousand songs. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that that's wise because you should have more context. Yeah. So if you're listening to this record, I think if you're listening to Infidels in 2020, you're interested in Bob Dylan. How old was Bob Dylan in 1983? Uh, 42. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That doesn't change anything. (laughs) (laughs) And now you know. Now I know. (laughs) I'm going to leave it for the New York Times review of Infidels, which we've already laughed at about the Central America thing. They touch on something that I think is still kind of true to Bob Dylan today. You just listen to Rough and Rowdy Ways. In 1983, the New York Times wrote, quote, On Infidels, Mr. Dylan has again caught the mood of the times, but the songs can't stand for anything. They merely certify today's doom and gloom malaise in a tone of smug agreement. Infidels isn't so much a warning of impending doom as a gleeful announcement that the end is indeed near. It implies that the world isn't worth saving and that America's leading the way to hell. Well, kind of a very 2020 with all that. It is. It is as though the Dylan of the 1960s returned for one last time to thumb his nose and gloat. I told you so. Now let's get the whole thing over with. Bob Dylan sounds like a cool guy. That's, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the new 2020 the new as hell, yes, baby. That, that makes me sound like a fucking cool. badass. We'll drink to I'm that. There. That does sound excellent. Uh, now I've got to listen to it. I'm going to make you play the piano like a Leon Russell. 
Like Liberace, like St. John the Apostle I play every number that I can play I see you, baby, on Judgment Day After midnight, if you still want to meet I beat the Black Horse Tavern on Armageddon Street Two doors down, not far far to walk I'll hear your footsteps, you won't have to did you guys know we that are we're a real podcast? I didn't know that. <laughs> but I'm we sorry, are. I've, I've removed myself from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, again, we joked about it last week that John and Kendra are just taking over our podcast. and they'll just We are the podcast now. And it's Another only a joke until you episodes. don't hear my voice again. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yep. If you don't hear Kelly at some point, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> if you maybe turn not off your car radio yeah, right now and you stop hearing Kelly's voice, there's not the going to be any police soon, so we'll have to call, call the social call workers that show up when call there's your a, All I can say an is emergency that happens. Kids, hide your wife. It's classic internet podcast. Call your congressperson and say, where's Kelly? Where's and they'll Kelly? be like, what? We are definitely a real podcast. We have a website, sotwpod.com. We're intermittently on Twitter, Instagram. You follow us now. Yes. On uh, SRTW Pod, should. and if you want to give us money and have an episode sponsored after you, give us a dollar on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash SRTW Pod, and you can do that. We also every single week we make a playlist that you can follow at See That My Playlist Is Kept Clean Live. on Spotify. Kind of. Sorry, what? Live, kind of. Like in real time. Live. That's the word I was. Live. Yeah, I thought you said lie. I was like, no, not a lie. No. Watch us add songs about hats. Live. Yes. You can see as whatever song we are in time. If you're listening to this in the year 2021, hey, we've moved on from this song. Sorry. But good news for you. This lives on forever in our show notes mm-hmm. on SOTWpod.com. Find this episode. You can find the playlist or just type in Sweetheart Like You, SOTW. You're going to find it in the playlist section of the Spotify. app. Let's talk about our playlist, everybody. But before we do, another cheers to our friends, Kendra and John. Aww. I'm not participating Link? because I'm being removed from the podcast. You just don't like whiskey. It's okay. Mm. I'm sorry. I just mm. really that hate it. That <laughs> <was>. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Ooh, Second time this that episode, was, uh, the whole podcast has ended. Did that feel different for you guys? That was like... <laughs> It it's delicious. More. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's so really good. good. It's, it's so good. You best you best watch out. It tastes like like one of those really sweet cereals, like honeycomb. That's the or... second time this episode of the podcast is ended. <laughs> this episode alone. I'm looking at the camera now. Got... Heaven's door. Bob Dylan. How Please. many times are we gonna promote this whiskey? <laughs> Please drink this whiskey. We're not even this sponsored. is another like sad bid to get sponsored. This is random.org all over. Heaven's door. You can sponsor us at SOTWpod.com. Again, if Bob didn't existed in any way, shape, or form. We've done the hard work. Now it's just time for you to give us money. Random.org. I have a org, dream if that you one know. day Daniel will meet Bob Dylan somehow. Oh, but it will never happen. And he'll be like, why did you do this to me? Just one dream or a series of them. Okay. <laughs> so. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the playlist. For the third time. A tradition, it would seem. With the two of you around. You too. All right. Yeah. The sweetest oh. thing. You so can't good. feel good when you hear it. And 
last time Kendra and John were here, we mentioned how we had never couldn't imagine we couldn't remember if we had seen a YouTube video sh- yeah. short of the one in the airplane hangar. But this one yeah, was yeah. distinctive, and uh, I remembered seeing it. But I never. I don't know that I'd ever watched it either. But I made a point to look seek it out. I never did. And it's cute. It's got mm-hmm. bon- it's Bono cute. in the back it's of like, like I'm, a. Says I'm sorry. Car and he's go- yes. It says I'm sorry a lot. Portishead for the fourth time. It could Woo. be sweet. Oh, love Classic. it. What a perfect. Uh, you want to talk about great transitions? You got to go from YouTube straight to Portishead. Mm. Chef's kiss, love Chef it. Pop. All right, I love it. I love you. I'm trying to bring. And it then back. only two more. So Alkaline so Trio for the second time. I love that song. Yes, yeah, Sweet Vampires, of Slammer. course. Uh, uh, Dean Martin for the second time. The last time we heard him, uh, Dean Martin was included in our Christmas 2017 playlist. Mm. Welcome to the playlist for the very first time, everyone else. I mean, we had new really? people left and right, baby, starting with Emma Lou Harris, Sweetheart of the Pines. We talked about oh, her with, uh, she was part of the Rolling Thunder for a very short time. She recorded with Bob Dylan on Desire. We had a promo for the Birds, Sweetheart at the Rodeo. Where Hope did you all, find that? Uh, it's on the legacy edition of the, the real the, of the birds. Radio. That's yes. not the birds. That's not the birds. Okay, two things. One, incredible, great pick. Thank you for putting it on the podcast. You're two, welcome. why is that guy so incredulous? That ain't the birds. It's obviously <laughs> the birds. It says the, the birds the right there on the like, album it's, listing. It's it's the birds. It's the birds. That ain't the birds. She didn't right. fucking care. She's just like plowing ahead. That's the birds. Good for her because oh, it birds. was the fucking birds. It's it was birds. the birds. The birds doing Dylan. Was that from before Infidels? Was that like just Uh, before? Sweetheart of the Rodeo was 1968. Is when that came. Oh, okay. Way Way earlier. Sweetheart of the Rodeo is a wonderful record, and I highly recommend it for everybody out there. And everybody knows. Despite what that dude at the bus stop says. Oh, he! What a what a bastard. Harvey Danger, Sad Sweetheart of the Rodeo. That's why the birds intro was there. I love that. What a great song. What a great song. Can I be honest with you? Please, please. I've only heard Flagpole Center. Me too. The song is fucking amazing. This is yet another band, just like Rediscovering Blondie and like all these other kind of people. Fucking Susie and the Banshees. Gonna go on and throw about that too. It reminded me of a song that you are definitely familiar with by Imperial Teen. She said, Yahoo! Yeah, remember? Uh-huh, yes. I am, it's like, oh, I thought, I always thought he was like, I am she queen, I am queen, but he says, I say you who. That was uh, in, in like, Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker? Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. yes. Shotgun wedding. And I'm familiar with the counts you That guy's voice. That guy who does that voice, his name is Roddy Bottom. His Christian name, Roswell Bottom III. Oh, wow. Incredible. It's his name. That is his name is Roswell Bottom. And the drummer for that band, Imperial Teen, is Lynn Truel, who was the drummer for the Dicks, which was a queer Uh punk band in in the 80s in Austin, Texas. It's incredible. So Imperial Teen, very gay, very cool. Still a band, I think. They made a record in 2013. was the last oh, cool. one that came Great out. Great spot on the playlist. Anyway, Listen to that the is disc. not Harvey Danger, but Harvey Danger, yes, I also put them on a playlist so that I can Incredible. I, what a great. Fantastic. Good addition. Yeah. Good job. Bravo. Yeah, team. Strawberry Girls, first kiss. Ah, here's my uh, second tangent. Yes, please. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not going to go off on a tangent. I lied to you. Okay. It's my recommendation. Yeah. So oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so we'll wait yeah. on that. Daniel Johnston, R.I.P., did oh, a song called beautiful. Sweetheart. This is one of my favorite tracks on our playlist. Fucking love it. 
Mainly because what follows it is fucking terrible, which is Mr. Cooper and I like your hat. And John, okay. please, uh, before so this, a firing squad, tell us your last words. So, so this, this song. I like your hat. I like your hat. So this song. I like that. Now I don't know where it's at. I like your hat. I'd like another hat like that. I wish I had my old hat back. So there is a cover just to preface I like the whole I Like Your Hat by Miss by Mr. Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper. There is a cover of uh of Sweetheart Like We you can say it, yeah, by, by Craig, Craig Finn. Finn. Uh, from the Hold Steady, and he and he does that. He does the talk singing in the in his cover of Sweetheart Like You. It's yes. overall not a terribly remarkable cover, except, except at the very very end when he just brings in. He brings back the. By the way, that's a cute hat. Nice pause. Pause for pause for instrumental. What's a cute hat like you doing in a stuff like this? Oh my god, it's so funny. Because Craig Finn is reducing this, like taking that whole entire Bob Dylan song, and there's a few other like he mixes up some of the lyrics and says one chorus at the wrong point in time. But it's all about the cute hat. He reduces the whole song, the whole woman, to a hat. Yes. And it's like this is such a cute hat. But that's a couple. Hot stands, don't you guys Mr. love it? And Cooper, after we listened to this song, it just became what's Mr. a sweet Cooper, hat like you doing in a I dump like, like this. Hat. So and I like your oh, hat. I like your hat. I used to have a hat like that. I don't know where it's at. I wish I had my old hat back. I like that hat. I, I like, like your hat. hat. Oh, so funny. Mr. Cooper is like obviously some kind of grade school teacher who like has his kids be like, all right, every time I say I like your hat, you have to say I like your hat. <laughs> Insert hanging with Mr. Cooper themes on here. But, it's, but this is like a legit song. Like it has depth and emotion and a story to this hat. Leon Bridges, sweeter. Oh my God! Every time the song came on, I almost cried. So I had to yeah. like skip. That's a song from just a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. Leon, I w- and yeah. I wish, of him and just like instead of just a story repeater because this has happened a million times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, I had told it. And then I was like, oh, what if I? Which Jaden has done multiple times, and I think I've done maybe once or twice. Like, what if I put? songs that have words from the lyrics in here and that's that's why that's I'm most important person because it's like you better be an important person if you're <gasps> to gonna be show in up here oh, I love it okay oh I love it and then, so and then, added, I like your hat yes <laughs> and then half tell man tell us more about that I like <laughs> no. no we're done, done now. we're done half man half amazing Pete Rock oh and, yes Pete Rock and of course man. well and uh, Oscar Peterson sands the uh, trio mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. your sweetheart and then Pete Rock yeah of course Half Man, Half Amazing. Method Man showing up was amazing. Yeah, so Pete Rock it, uh, was. He died in 2004, oh, I think. Uh, I can't remember if he, it was a car accident. I think he had a cancer. I think he had uh, liver cancer. I, I can't mm. remember. But, uh, yeah, he was a huge, influential producer. He worked a lot with the Soul Quarians, which was the big movement of yeah. a lot of the, um, like, Common and uh, Erica Badu and, like, a lot of really big... Uh, R&B and rap singers in like the late 90s Jazz and too. yeah and so Pete Rock was a huge producer during that moment he's really famous for a lot of his beats that he did yeah. Dire Straits of course as we had touched yes, upon I, down I did, in the uh, down, line. down on the down to the waterline down to the waterline uh, 78 which, which of course yes yeah, 1978 so it's five years before uh, our Bob Dylan song but obviously there you can hear a lot of the influence of Mark Knopfler's production the yes. first word in the song is sweet so hey. it felt very appropriate to me to compare it to both yes. musically and <laughs> first word lyrically yes 
And that's what we do here. First word lyrically it, is how we it do it. It almost things. felt like low hanging fruit, the song. I like I just had to add it. You listen to it and you hear the it. Same, Absolutely. You same hear with, it. Same with that song. Okay, so same my take was I was like, why the fuck do they put this on the podcast? Oh, the song lost. sucks. It's like a worse version of Sultans of Swing. And I was like, oh wait, that's a Dire Straits song too. Never mind, I don't like Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think but song, you do know that Mark Knopfler <laughs> produced the like an, infidels. Yes. I did not know that. Oh, I did he, not know who Mark Knopfler was. And from I Man for the Dire Straits. Thank you to everyone because I learned a lot. I think I think that this song slaps, and I think yeah. Kelly it does. It slapped her. In a and way I take it back because I like Flick songs. Of the this song sucks. Next, <laughs> uh, Terex, bleeding lips. Hey. And sinking oh. ships from bleeding the lips like that harp, like the harp, like the harp. It's a good, good pop punk. Good yeah, this was just a random UK band. We got it. Um, I've never heard of this band. They're called Jimmy Eat World. It's called Sweets. <laughs> <They've never laughs> are you list? listening? Oh no, no, I wasn't listening. We oh, saw them. No. You <laughs> no, I, you guys saw them together? When yes. Did see them? Jimmy Eat World. We saw um, direct hit open for them. What? No. No, it was less than Jake. Less than Jake. It's those dude name bands. Yeah. You're right. It was less. less it was less than God, Jake. It's one of them. Less than Jake. Who Who's the band that we're talking about right now? Jimmy World. I and smoking Popes. Was no, smoking Popes. We no, that was a different show. I know that was it. We saw I Direct Hit twice, so I see them whenever they come in. Jimmy I saw Jimmy World open for Third Eye Blind. That's what I mean. Recently. Oh, Jimmy, Jake. Yeah, the Chris. middle. Uh, sweetness. I mean, everybody was in high school when this came out. This was oh, my one. This was remember. my one basic bitch. Uh, I was effectively in high school. Song, effectively. Because I had sweetness. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh, I almost put it on. I didn't put it on because I don't think about the fact gauche. that I graduated in high school in 2011. Just don't think about it. <sighs> Just uh, out of your mind. I don't have to think about my age because I never graduated. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did. And I, I had to do the math and I had to walk it back. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm good. Don't think about it. Buck Owen, Sweethearts in Heaven. That's cute. Classic. Yeah, nice. Country. Yeah. He's a country. It was guy. really a cute song. It's yeah. very sweet. I like it's a duet. Co- I like old country because yeah. it's just really sad. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and that's my, cool my lane thing. for sure. Patsy Klein. Mm-hmm. Patsy sure. Klein. Oh, oh my god. god. And you can totally I hear her singing something such as as well. And if you want to learn more about Buck Owens, I would say uh, one of the recommendations from this year was Ken Burns' country music. Yeah. His uh you know eight the documentary. His eight yeah, it's uh eight eight episodes, I think, two hours each. So one day I'll hour. get through jazz and that's next. Uh, country music's fantastic. I'm and it's still going through clutch. nature. That actually that's perfect. Ken Burns it ties into my recommendation. Oh nice. Okay. That's great. Buck Owens is great. You missed oh. the song. No, well, Craig Finn. No, you fucked up. Nick Cave is Craig on there, and it was oh. on one of our other playlists because he was definitely on the Stack of Lee playlist. Shit, where I'm is he? I did. Sorry. It's not. I didn't do it. Nick Cage. Nick, of course, Nick, Nick Cage. Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds was on our Stack of Lee playlist. I think he's two times. Two times. This for this. I, I had to bring oh, it up because good, I needed good. to say, Kendra, doesn't this song sound like Disco King by David Bowie? Remember the version that's on Underworld? And it's, it's fucking here. super sexy. It's yes. I don't know. Yes. Oh, no. I, I, I loved this song when you played it. I was like, what is this sexy industrial yes. dark music from Kelly and my adolescence? I love it. Yeah, so. Dance, dance through the fire. Feed me no lies. I don't 
I felt the same way about the Static X song, it's where great. I was like, oh! This is the third time the case Third time. We, we played them on episode four for Cold Irons Bound, Red Right Hand. Oh, yes, because I fucking love that song. Staggerly, we played Staggerly. Their Staggerly is the most fucked up shit I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, my God. And then Sweetheart Come yes. is Nick Cave and the Pats. Uh, they are part of this. I just you. didn't say it. Sorry. Thank, thank you, you very much. Anyway, Static X. Loved them. Now, Loved I them. brought this up because I had a little Static X re- renaissance recently where I was like, I need he, to go. Well, this. He, he died. Well, yeah, he died what in like Wayne 2013. Think about uh, that, that was a while ago. Truck yeah! Truck yeah, that's <laughs> what he would think. Recently, I re-listened to the first three albums of Static X, which were the only ones that I ever cared about and yeah. still only care about. Uh, and I mentioned specifically, I was like, Daniel, Static X is good. But they have terrible lyrics. Specifically, there's a song where he says, oh, Your up. shit's like chocolate cake and your ass smells like a rose. And oh, it's no. this Loved song. up. And loved up. up oh, loved no. up. And, loved and up. this is Love the it. demo version, which I've actually never heard. I mean, this we'll is see. like, I would hear this at a club and be like, oh my God, it's my song. <laughs> at a club. The actual club. version that's on Wisconsin Death Trip, it, like, it goes all the way to the end. But there's time. also a woman going, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm letting you do this to me. Which is really gross. <laughs> um, I can't believe either. Like he's that. for sure taking it up on his chest. Yeah, he liked it. I think it's a yeah. steamy hit. It's a um, steamy, hot, yeah. nutty hit. It's great. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Static X has this really it's like if you don't a little listen, bit, but it's fine. Uh, if you don't listen to what they're saying, oh like the guitars and the percussion are yeah. like, oh, there's three versions because yeah, the one that was on the Valentine's soundtrack, sure starring like, David Boreanaz. Valentine's soundtrack. Oh my God, Boreanaz from Bones. That's what we remember him from. How. Dare you? <laughs> Static X, huh? We were also people in the world this week, if you'd believe it. Two weeks for you guys, because yes. you guys were, you Two knew about song. this song because Kelly had picked these songs months ago uh, for the order of this. So That's we were true. able to tell you that if you were coming back at this time, you'd listen to Sweetheart Like You. And we did, and we are. And I'll tell you what song you would miss at the end of this one. What else were you guys doing? You guys traveled down to Santa Barbara. You had a lot of adventures. You're world famous in a very specific <laughs> section of California. Only these we're motherfuckers can show up at a place they've never them. actually been Ever at the been. end of this block that they used to kind of know, live on, and be like, oh my God, you yeah. guys! The we're, kids, we're they're here. Famous. <laughs> famous. It's true, so they did know who we were. Famous people what do you listen to? What do you do? What's your what's your vibe this these last two weeks? Well, since the last time you asked us, the, really the only main media we have consumed that we absolutely have to recommend highly is Hamilton. Mm. We've just been consuming it all, all, all just in and out. But we watched it on the 4th of July. Very oh, good. So good. Well, we know that it came out on the 3rd of July. Okay. And we, listened to um, it. And oh, we were oh, driving oh. down the Highway 1, the California Coastal Highway, whirling and swerveling around all of the curves. And California we, were, we didn't have Wi-Fi there on the Highway 1. Um, so instead of watching Hamilton on Disney+, we went and just listened to it, and uh, John and I ha- and, and Daniel also has the whole thing memorized. We've lo- been loving this play for years and years and years. We've annoyed many people. Yeah. By oh, we sang the whole thing through and through. the whole thing through and through. Except the parts where we were just crying uncontrollably. Yeah, the, some there oh, are, there's good. a few songs we that. can't sing. I mean, when I sing, quiet, it's it's quiet uptown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, so that one doesn't sound that good. But we have a very fun. We passed the. We pass the the parts back yeah. and forth. John does the most incredible 
Lin Manuel yeah, I Miranda. To, I get to be Lin Manuel Miranda. I'm I like, mean, I'm past patiently waiting to smash in every expectation of Rafael Crash. That's his voice. That's how he sings. So it's, yes. it's just a delight to sing like that. Look at my son. Can I you sing Sweetheart like you like Lin Manuel Miranda? Oh, absolutely. Good. I could okay. do that. Yes. Right. We will do it. Uh, but the only other recommendation, Daniel, I have, yes. thank you for asking, is for uh, the podcast by Malcolm Gladwell, which is oh. called Revisionist History. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, Malcolm Gladwell is great. He's a writer. He knows all the stuff. He's very woke and with the things right now. He's yeah. he's like half Jamaican, half Canadian, and just a very intelligent guy. And if you listen to, especially your music aficionados, listen to the episode The King of Tears, which is about country music mm. and will most likely make you cry. Um, it is an exquisite intro to what he does and made, completely changed my mind and turned mm. me around about how to understand country music. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I think that's really So important. I have to recommend that. Yes, awesome. on, on our road trip, John listened to, John and I listened to a lot of revisionist history, and yeah. um, we listened to the, the episode about golf courses. My God, Malcolm Gladwell hates golf courses. Right and and so yeah, should you. Does it sound like George Carlin? Because um, it's Carlin. Yeah. The only other thing that I listened to, I don't think this is even before that we set out on a road trip, but um, Run the Jewels came out with a brand new album. It is so freaking good. Our, our Run the Jewels 4. Oh my god, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Oh my god, shit is lit. I Just cannot kidding. recommend Just it kidding. enough. So good. Cam done. Hey, your country, yeah, ran by a casino on a pedophile sponsor, all these fucking racist bastards. And I told you once before that you should kill your master. Now that's the line that's probably gonna get my ass up. Master of these politics, you swear that you got options, right? Master of opinion, cause you vote with the white collar. The 13th Amendment says that slavery's abolished. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these That's Pharrell, too. That's Pharrell. Yes. yes. Like, Pharrell yeah. has been Pharrell? activated. That's a whole thing. I run the jewels. Thank you. Posing on your dollar. dollar. Uh, oh, that blurs like, some lines. Uh, and then Zach so DeLaRoche is on there, too. Yes, Zach DeLaRoche is on that song as well. Still news to me. Listen. Uh, my only recommendation is Strawberry Girls from our playlist, for yeah. sure. They're from, you guys are from California. Salinas, Salinas? How do you Salinas. say it? Salinas. Salinas. Uh, the song that's on our playlist is First Kiss. But First Kiss. And it's off their most recent album from 2019, so Tasmanian Glow. How do you play that fast? Yeah, dude, I don't know. Uh, they take their name from a Susie and the Banshee song, Christine, which is about a real-life woman, Christine Sweet. something I didn't write down, uh, who has multiple personalities, and there was a movie in like, the 50s about it. Anyway, if you hear the song, Christine was Strawberry Girl, Christine, which is Susie the Banshee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. They have four albums. The the first kind of was in 2015, American Graffiti. Next, Italian Ghost, 2017. Uh, Tasmanian Glow in 2019. I missed one, and that was the one that's called French Ghetto in 2013. Anyway, it's all like that. It's like location and noun. They are incredible, incredible, incredible fucking musicians. I love Minus the Bear. They left a gaping hole in my life because they've broken up. This band is Minus the Bear meets Mars Volta. They do, Ooh. but it's all instrumental for the most part. They do have lyrics on some songs. They'll have people guest do guest vocals, but it's really sparingly. The majority of their songs are all instrumental. Mm. They are fan-fucking-tastic. And whereas uh, I've recommended the Budos band before, which yeah. is an all-instrumental band as well, but they're more of like a jazz kind of rock fusion band, but they don't, they use all 
I don't, I don't know how to say this. They don't really use effects in their work. They don't really lean into like electronic sounds, whereas Strawberry Girls really leans into synths and, and, and modifying their sound. But at the heart of it, it's incredible, exceptional guitar work and just like amazing musicians. And you should really, really check them out if you're into good music. Say the name again. Strawberry Girls. Oh, thank you. I just want someone to scream over it. They don't love so much. dump, love <laughs> no, dump. No, 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 not like that. I want someone to scream over it in just like a screamo way. Yeah. I have listened to a certain artist. His name is Sufjan Stevens. Have you heard oh, of him? Yes, I have, most certainly. What is your relationship to, to Sufjan Stevens? Crying. Crying? <laughs> Sad, sadness. You and I went to go see him in at 2015 the at the yes, Carrie and Lowell tour. Oh my God, it was beautiful and sparkly. June 9th, 9th They had like sparkly monsters on stage mm-hmm. and I wept. I'm, for the beauty. I yes. mostly have a very special, deep connection with the Illinois album, with Come On, Feel the Illinois. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, when I started my road trip that led me to this moment in 2011, I left Virginia, and Holy my shit, whole my whole playlist was, or my playlist, my whole point on the start of my road trip was to go to see Sufjan on August 2nd in Brooklyn at Prospect Park, and I went to go see him. And it was a life-changing moment. And then I road-tripped all the way to Denver. And then I met you. And then I met you. And here we are doing a podcast. So it's a very seminal moment for me. Sufjan is one of the greatest artists that's ever existed on planet Earth. Yes. And the Bob Dylan connections, are you can make them if you want. He has released a, a single called America that's gorgeous. And uh, he just released, uh, along with America, another song called My Rajneesh. Uh, amazing. Like two ten minute, two a twelve minute song and a ten minute song, and that's it, right? That's the end of the show. God, I hope. <coughs> it's been a long one. Thanks everyone for Thank sticking you for with us. Thank for having us, Daniel, on the show. Next week, <coughs> we will be looking at. Most likely, you'll go your way, and I'll go mine. Go your own way. That'll probably be on the podcast. Probably not, because we've already put it on there. More than likely, we've already done it, but we'll probably put it on anyway. You can't not. From Blonde on Blonde, 1966. Most likely, you'll go your way and I'll go mine. And that's you and I. And you and I, John. You and I and Kendra Mm, as well. You will will be here, but for you. You will go your way, and I will have to go mine. Go mine. And it's genuinely sad. We are not happy about that here at the podcast, and we're looking at our tent here in our backyard. I'm going to miss this tent. Yeah. It's a good tent. It's It's a a good tent. tent. It's not our tent. And you're always welcome at the tent. But I have to go back to the world of Coors Banquet, Colorado. 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 Cali Raddy. Cali Raddy. That's a funny name for a country. Anyways, next week, we will be talking about... <laughs> the country of Cali Most likely, you'll go your way and I'll go mine. 1966, Blonde on Blonde. Kelly and I alone, sadly, in our blockhouse, not outside of the blockhouse. Kendra, it's been a fucking pleasure. John, of course... I hope this was a better episode than last time. No guarantees, uh, but last episode was great. It w- I mean, we, <laughs> we love being here. This is so awesome. We tried to do research this time. Maybe it'll show. We talked about the song, I think, I feel like. I mean, it seems like it was three hours ago that we did that, but yeah, we did. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Bye. Love you. Bye. Good night. Farewell. Good morning. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, because four is a crowd. I'm here today with <laughs> one more Kelly. for safety. <laughs> is it love you're after? A sign of the flood or one more disaster?
take your hat. I wish I had my old hat back. Bitch, give me my hat back. <laughs> I like your hat. I like your hat. <laughs>